2: There it is, Barrett. It says live in the upper left hand corner. So that means we're on on a Thursday in the middle. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. We've got developments with guests and not so good guests who have come down with COVID, apparently. So (laughs) it's all, it's everything's sort of happening right, like right in front of us. I feel like uh, the NFL commissioner, you know, like things are just sort of coming, you know like tumbling out of control, like right before our eyes. Well, you
3: know, but see, you work well in that, in that environment. You are a chaos lover. So chaos chaos. is there. That's when you're at your best.
2: Right, right. I I do. (laughs) I I work best on my feet. I'm not like Andy Reid, like where I'm a better preparer. And then once the game starts, I'm like, uh, do I throw the red flag? Should I take a timeout? Is it third down or fourth down? Like, no, I'm like, put me in the game. Forget about all the lead up, all that crap. And just put me on the field for the game. And that's what we got here today. We're, we've got the next two hours. we we'll to be talking about senior ball prospects. Carson Wentz, is he on the move? Uh, Jim Harbaugh is apparently back in Ann Arbor in a, in a bizarre turn of events. And the Vikings apparently have now turned their sights to another uh, Sean McVay prodigy in Kevin O'Connell. And uh, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, is denying everything, as you figured he would. Um, but the latest thing that came out, and I know this is in no parent order. I don't know if you necessarily want to start here, but this was hit hit yesterday afternoon. We were talking about, you know, Brian Flores and accusing the Miami owner of trying to to bribe him in essence to throw games. Now Hugh Jackson comes out with this freaking bombshell yesterday afternoon. This, yeah, this has been saying, for the last two days. Right, saying that the Cleveland Browns had him doing that years ago.
3: Yes, <laughs> and he said he told us, he told everybody, and I can remember him saying, yeah, they want me to throw games, but hey, I'm not trying to. I'm definitely not trying to, but when you give them the you know, the people that you have on this team, the players you have, I mean, it's, it's hard not to.
2: Well, Okay, now I don't remember him saying that a couple years ago, but that do. doesn't that yeah. doesn't mean it didn't happen. I believe right. you. But my 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 thing is, was he actually paid an incentive like Flores said he would have gotten if he would have lost the games? You I know, was a little confused by it.
3: I don't know about that, but he did say he he did reference a lot of money or something like that, you know, substantial substantial amount of money. Wow. So Man,
2: this whole thing is just crazy.
3: But, I mean, so I'm trying to figure out what's the difference between doing that and doing what Pete Rose did.
2: Well, Pete Rose bet on baseball. I mean, and that's the card. I understand a
3: bet on baseball, but you're giving money to lose.
2: Well, no, not unless he wasn't betting against his team. And he wasn't like managing the games to try to lose to favor his bets. Right. Um. That, you know. What I'm saying, he bet to me, to me.
3: I'm thinking it's the same thing because if you're paying to influence a game, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They're influencing the game, which I think is. Yeah, worse but he's trying than... to
2: win it. He was trying to win the game.
3: Exactly. According so to Pete Rose everything. was trying to win the game. Right. He was he was betting on I mean, he was betting on winning the game. They're betting on losing the game, which I think is, is worse.
2: It is. It is. That's so, I mean, why. Like, I, that's what's... why I don't equate it to Pete Rose.
3: Well, really. I, I I do because it's kind of the to me it's the same thing because you're directly affecting a game. He wants to win so he can get the bet. They want to lose to get the draft pick.
2: Right. But like Rose trying to win to me is like, the that's the object anyway. And he was, you know, in essence, I I don't know. I mean, I'm looking here. Hugh Jackson said Wednesday that the team had a four-year plan that incentivized losing during the first two years. Which led to his 1 and 31 record during the 2016 2017 season. Wow. I mean, it's hard to go 1 and 31. It's very hard, man. It, it's really it's hard to go 0 and 16. And 1 and 31, I think, is even harder because that's basically two years of 0 and 16. That's <laughs> you, like, you I mean, God. you could get somebody's bad day
3: and, and win a game.
2: You know, teams right. weren't
3: preparing for the Browns during that time period.
2: Right. You could have caught a team on a light on a light week where they're like, oh, this is the Browns. We'll just roll out the old Dukes, you know, the Wilson Duke and we'll win this game. But Jackson said that that bonus money was available if certain measurables were met, such as aggregate rankings, being the youngest team and having so many draft picks. I don't even know what the hell that means.
3: That means that if you get all these first round guys that are going to be on the team, you're going to keep them. And as you collect these guys, as you go along, the, the you know, the the number of players you have, you know, you don't have those veteran players that you bring in to win games. You get these young guys who are trying to learn how to play football, but they're high draft picks. So evidently they're good enough. Mm-hmm. And that brings the aggregate age down to a lower, you know, a lower number, but you know, they're first rounders. So you, you should be getting better
2: during that time. You should be. Jackson said he told the owner, Jimmy Haslam, that he wasn't interested in bonus money. And instead, wanted that money used to improve the team. And Jackson was even confused by the whole thing. He says, Teams that win are, are not just the youngest team, not that the youngest teams can't win. So I didn't understand the process. Even he was confused. I've right. looked at this for two <laughs> seconds and I'm confused. My God. Come what, on. What, man. what a joke. I mean, you, you would have to think that if the team goes 1 and 31 in two years, maybe they are trying to lose. Well, look at this. Seriously.
3: The players themselves would be so pissed off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It'd be hard for a player to go out there and not give us all. Just put it like that. It's hard for a player to think, "All right, I'm tired of getting my butt kicked." My mom is watching this game, and we're getting our butts kicked like right. this. And I'm you putting this mean? on film. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to win, man. Nobody's going to want to come come pluck me from this from this Browns roster,
2: right? Who wants Barrett Brooks? He's on that loser Browns team,
3: right? So right. If, I mean, especially <laughs> if I'm not starting. He's not even starting on the first team. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I played in 120 games and I started like 162 games.
2: The next thing we're going to hear is Brett Brown's going to come out with a revelation saying, I was actually handed uh, uh, $500,000 <laughs> each month to lose games. And that's why I picked Zaire. You know, <laughs> left. He got an extra million. Like, what the hell is going on?
3: Oh, my goodness. Now, if that was the case. Yeah. Did they picked Zaire because they wanted to lose. Yeah, right. Oh man, I got
2: rid of Mikhail and took Zaire for an extra million dollar bonus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Zaire. I think that Zaire uh, Williams played for uh, Memphis the other night, wasn't he? Just in here.
3: You know I think what? He's man? on that team. Yeah. You know what's bad? Yeah. That the two guys that I played with their fathers. Uh huh. Are horrible. That's Ray that's Gore. terrible, man. Because I, you know. Billy Ray Smith is Zaire's father. Zaire, Zaire Smith. Father. Okay,
2: that's right. That's right.
3: I played with him in college, basketball and football. <laughs> and his son, you know, and they did his son wrong, you know, they brought him in. But then I played with Monty Rager's father.
2: That's right. I would take Monte Rager today on this roster over his son. Let's just put that out there. You tell your buddy Monte when you see him next time that your your co-host would take him in an Eagles uniform today. I don't care what kind of shape he's in. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he has better hands. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, 91. He played, at- look,
3: now he was a force, man. They just didn't give him an opportunity up here with the um with the Eagles. Uh-huh. But bro, like he went to um he went to Indianapolis, man, and had a great career.
2: He did. He did. 91 LSX is wondering if it's Brett Brown or Lombo at the presser. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations. Uh, There's there's the soundbite. That's going to live forever. I'm sorry. Marcus J says, Harry, I just Googled you. You appear as a physiology technician. Kept that one quiet. Wow. I've never even Googled myself. I don't have a Wikipedia page. That's all I know. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. I
3: think I do have one. Well, you? Apparently, you can just go in and change whatever you want on your Wikipedia. Is that right? Yeah. You could put out whatever you want. You could change somebody else's if you wanted to. No kidding. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I heard.
2: Okay. You know, wow. I'm just
3: not that involved with that type of stuff.
2: No, me either. I, I guess you aren't anybody until you have one. So I'm not anybody yet because I don't have one. <laughs> but a physiology technician. I mean, what is what is that?
3: Um, I don't know. I don't Is that know. Some
2: kind of like physical therapist or something,
3: something like that. Well, you're not even a physical therapist. You are an aide to a physical therapist.
2: Oh, okay. So I'm not actually giving the massage. I'm, right. I'm wheeling in the cart into the room yeah, so where they're going to use for the ultrasound and all that stuff, right? You're
3: prepping him. Okay. You're prepping them for it. You know what I'm I mean?
2: I'm the fluffer. In other words, okay? I'm not even doing the actual act. I'm the fluffer.
3: (laughs) You
4: call him a Uh, fluffer. Oh, my goodness.
2: Now, uh, Hugh Jackson goes on to say, and I remember very candidly saying to Jimmy, he's talking about Haslam, the owner, I'm not interested in bonus money because I've never known that to be a bonus. I was interested in taking whatever that money was and putting it toward getting more players on our football team because I didn't think that we were very talented at all. <laughs> right. I know what good football teams look like, play like, and what they act like. And we didn't have a lot of talented players on the team at that time. End quote. Wow.
3: Bro, I've been in a position where I was on
2: a bad football
3: team when I was here at the Eagles back in um 2000. No, no, 1998.
2: 98. Okay. We went 3 and 13. Well, that we was
3: Bad football team, man. It's nothing like. It's nothing like coming to work knowing you're gonna get your ass kicked every week. It's it's the worst, man. It's the that worst. was
2: the coach's last year. Yeah, that was his yeah. last year.
3: That was my last year. Yeah, Reed yeah. came in that next year. Um, Matt came in that next year. Mm-hmm. You know, Trey Ray just Rhodes. got drafted. Trey got drafted that year.
2: Okay, it was just
3: a bad situation, you know.
2: Well, did did that bad record lead to Trey's drafting high up in the first round, or was it he was there before that? He was there, he got there, he he got drafted in ninety eight. That he was the
3: first okay. rounder in ninety eight. So
2: so he was the first round. He was a rookie that bad year. Yes. Okay. I he got it. He was you. a
3: rookie that bad year. Okay. Wow. You know, he came in and, and, and set up shop. <laughs> he set up shop and he was there for a long time after that. The bookend. Right. And Deuce was just coming into his own. Um when you look at it, man, they had we had some players, man, like Mc, um um Dawkins. Was just starting to be the player he was beginning to be. Uh, you know, he was he was being put in better positions. You know, Emmett Emmett Thomas, Emmett Thomas, the defensive coordinator, really he's started. He's a pretty good coach. A, oh, he's a great coach. Yeah. Really started putting him in a position where he understood that this guy is special. So that's when he started, you know, really going in. And then, you know, uh the late and great Jimmy Johnson came in after that and took and added on to that and made, you know, Dawkins the player he is.
2: Hmm. Wow. That's pretty good stuff. Um, Ray Jackson. used to kill him, man. Ray used to be
3: all on. I mean, he used to, he used to be. Come on out. I mean, he used to be in his ear all the time, bro. Uh
2: huh. You got to uh-huh. give
3: me more. You got to give me more. Yeah. He was tough on him.
2: Well, yeah, but, but that sounds to me like that common uh, thread where if they're coaching you hard, that's a good thing. Yeah, right? Because they know you're a good player and they want to get more out of you. If if he wasn't saying anything to them, that's, that, that's when that you're scared. You're, right. That means you're. You're looking for the Turk eventually, yes. right?
3: <laughs> Somebody going to be knocking on your door. <laughs> the Turk.
2: I love that uh, name. Could you bring your playbook? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you forgot something. Go get the binder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come with me, man. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackson said he will be willing to join Flores' lawsuit. See? So it's now a class action. Yep. Um, if that's what needs to happen, end quote. Wow, these owners, man. It just makes you wonder, like, what? Like, what really goes on here? Like, there seems to be a lot of smoke.
3: Bro, it's the Billionaire Boys Club, man. Yeah. You know, the Billionaire Boys Club do what they want to do. And, mm-hmm. when it, I mean, you have your company. All right? That's like somebody coming in and telling you, you can't say what you want to say on Swing It and Ding It. Right. That's your baby. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you you can't nobody tell you that. Like, somebody try to come in and tell us what to do on the middle.
2: That's right. It's
3: not happening. So, that's what these owners are thinking. How are you trying to tell me what to do with my team? Mm -hmm. so i see it from both aspects i see it from both ways but i also see the fact i also have to acknowledge the fact that these black players have put you in a position to be very wealthy and 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 keep gaining wealth over their backs right right you have to put that into perspective also you know it can't be it can't be a monopoly you know what i'm saying and and that's Essentially, what it is because it's their team,
2: right? And they can hire whoever they want to hire. I exactly. get all. I get all that. But when yeah. when you boil this down, let's say like all these hires are made, and Flores doesn't get another head coaching job, and you know Dougie P gets the Jacksonville job, and no Leftwich, and all. And we boil down, and it's it's Mike Tomlin and thirty one white guys coaching right. football teams. I, tough, I mean, man. that's just that to me is hard to comprehend.
3: Exactly. You know, it, mean, it just
2: it really is.
3: And you can't tell me that especially a player that's coaching and has some success can't make other guys more successful. You Mm -hmm. know, you, you have an all pro it's usually not the all pro guys that become great coaches. It's usually the guys like myself,
2: the grinders, the
3: grinders, you know, the grunt workers that become great coaches because we had to do a little above and beyond. Sometimes these guys are just totally gifted. don't, Don't make good coaches because they don't know what it is to really, be in that position of having to do a lot more than somebody else to be great right or to be even average like I, I I had to learn everything to stay in Pittsburgh so that's why I knew you know both guards both tackles in the center position as well as I did I could go in and coach right now I can go into an NFL um, locker room and coach those guys and they would respect me because they understand the knowledge that I have and how I could get them going and how I can make them better. Right. I guarantee it. I can go to a college team and I could be there for three weeks and I make that offensive line better than what it was when I first um than when I got there. Because the knowledge that I have, because I I, I had to do a lot more than the, the totally gifted guys, um, you know, as it pertains, you know, being on the field. I had to grind it out to even make the roster, to make the 53-man roster. So it was different for me as opposed to going to seeing what Trey could do. You mm. know, Trey was just naturally gifted. And Trey could just tell you what made him a better player. But I did little things to keep me in the game that, you know, he wouldn't necessarily have to know about or worry about because he was just a gifted player.
2: Now, Teresa Bass is on the stream. It's a new name. And it was asking us, could we touch on the Mahomes distractions during the championship game? I'm not sure what she's referencing there.
3: I don't either. Do you have any idea? No.
2: Are we talking about like his brother, Jackson Mahomes, Oh, his we'll name his is, brother or his fiance, fiance, wife, whatever it is? I,
3: I don't know if that was a distraction for him. I don't him. think so. <laughs> I think the distraction for him wasn't necessarily a distraction. I think that he might not have prepared as well as he should have for that defense. Hmm. Um, I, You know, when I looked at the game and I looked it all over again, yeah, the throws that he were making weren't necessarily the throws I've seen him during the last half of the season. They were throws that I saw him making in the first half of the season when he wasn't as patient. Right. You know. Well, they got off cross- to that
2: bad start too. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah.
3: those crossing routes that he would usually hit and Tyreek Hill would just take it to the house, he was getting those plays, but those DBs were step to step with with Hill, mm-hmm. Pringle, and all those guys. They weren't just running away from him. You know, he was. He was. He had to. Thread the needle a little bit, and he wasn't able to make those throws. Right. So I think it was more so his preparation, wasn't as, as high as it you know should have been against him because they made him pull it down and read the defense better than what he he could usually just throw around and guys would get open. Those guys weren't getting open. So the Bengals had a great game plan against their weapons, and and they had some athletes out there that could run with um with their receivers and tight end, and that was basically what it was. As long as the, you know Cincinnati felt as though they could stop the run, they felt as though they had a significant chance of making it happen because they were ready. They were right. ready. They, you and, could tell they were ready.
2: And I saw yesterday morning it was a pretty good point um, on NFL that morning show on the NFL Network, Good Morning Football. They were talking about how the two teams in the Super Bowl built their defenses. And how Cincinnati went out and got not the upper tier guys, not the star power kind of guys. They went out and got sort of the, the next tier or two tier down guys that were available in free agency, you know, that, that not a lot of people were talking about. And they got five or six of them, a couple of them from the Saints, like that Hendrickson guy, and yes, a couple yes. of these other dudes. And they come in there and are balling and didn't cost them a, you know, a boatload of money. And the Rams go out and get, you know, the shiny toy and Ramsey. They make the move for Von Miller. They've already got the best player in football on on their defensive line. They did it a different way.
3: Harry, you hit it right on the head. And it's funny you say that because that's exact. Those, the players that are already on the team went out and, 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 and started recruiting people. mm -hmm. Hey man, you need to come here. We got something special with this young quarterback. You need to come here. A in lot of Cincinnati,
2: you're talking there. about. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: You got to come play here. Right. I mean, look what's going on, man. There's something special with this young guy. We got to get him going, man. Come on down here. And that's why you see all those guys. Like Henderson, mm-hmm. he, nobody really tripped off of him. But this cat here, man, he, he led um he led the Saints in sacks. Uh-huh. You know, not the other two who were really good. But he did
2: not Cameron Jordan, yeah, not Cameron Jordan,
3: the other guy on the other side, yeah, yeah. He led the team in sacks. So when he they let him go on free agency, it was kind of crazy because I mean, the Bengals just swooped in and got him. Um, you look at you look at you know Sam Hubbard, I remember him wreaking havoc against Lane Johnson, um, in and two years ago when they tied, he was putting it on those guys, man, right? So they got some guys that can play, and then those guys started recruiting other guys to come in. And look at the team they got.
2: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I saw something where that um, uh, the tight end may end up being able to play Uzoma. Mm-hmm. He may end up being – it's only a sprained uh, ligament. But uh, looking at, at the defense, yeah, Hubbard was drafted in 2018 in the third round. Yeah, yeah. Reader yeah. came over from Houston. Yep. Uh, Hill came from the Giants. Yep. Hendrickson we talked about came from New Orleans um a the cornerback was a draft Dallas. pick he was drafted uh when the draft was here at Ben Franklin uh at the art Museum
3: yep that when, was uh, the
2: Dallas pick out of Colorado right
3: when he came up do start talking stuff
2: that's when drew Pearson was up yeah. on the, on the microphone right
3: exactly right so I mean he was good you know he was good I'm out, out of he was one of the guys I, you know, I picked. I say, man, this guy's—he has some skills, man.
2: Right. He didn't and last he, in Dallas.
3: He has some really good skills. Hmm. And then Von Bell. Von Bell was on the squad. Came from, from the, the Saints.
2: Came from the Saints, right?
3: And he started asking other guys, "Hey man, y'all got to come out here." He's the one that you know went out and talked. Hey man, come on out, man. We got something special coming on, man. Right. That's why you know Eli Apple's there.
2: Right. He and was he's bounced around a couple different teams. Yeah, Yeah, but he was a
3: first-rounder for the Giants.
2: Giants. I think he I was 10th overall or something, I yeah, want to say. Yeah, yeah, from Ohio State. Right. Uh, and, of course, Logan Wilson, they drafted in the third round two years ago. He was a linebacker out of Wyoming that I liked. I wanted the Eagles to take. Yep, yep. Uh, and then Mike Hilton, the other uh, nickelback, is a guy from the Steelers. Yeah. That they picked yep. up. So they cobbled together. A roster of of not names that are like common, you know, big names that everybody knows, uh, but they're all guys that can play, and they and they sort of just fit. Talk well, about you know,
3: fit, like Trey Flowers. You know, he when he was with when he was with Seattle, he was just a guy,
2: just oh. a guy.
3: He was just a guy. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything special, but he had size. And he's six foot three, two hundred pounds, and he could run with their tight end. So that matchup with Kelsey right. was the perfect, you know, the, the perfect guy to have him man-to-man. Hmm. You know, he was just good enough to keep Kelsey from going off. You know, I mean, you're he, not going to stop Kelsey. Right. But he was just good enough that, the you know, it was just a, a hint that, all right, if I throw this, you know, Trey Flowers is right there with great coverage on him. He's got the same size. You know, he's got some size to him. I can't just throw it to him. And that little bit of a, of a of thought in, in Patrick Mahomes' mind, stopped him from throwing to him a lot of the times. Right. Trey Fowls they would do it, man. So they put the perfect miss together to stop Kansas City.
2: Now it's we're getting perfect. uh Eli Apple is trash on the stream. <laughs> 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 he was when he was with the Giants. He was trash when he's with the
3: Saints also. But he's a first rounder. He will always get that opportunity because he's a first rounder. Right. He,
2: I mean he made some plays for the Bengals in the playoffs. Yes
3: he did. Yes you he know? did. So yeah, in spite you of him. in spite of him but in spite of him being trash, right, he made some plays. <laughs> yeah,
2: didn't he have? Um, he, he's in from he's from South Jersey, I think. Right, He played with my son. I told right, you, right, right. So Eastern his, High School. His mom was pretty active on Twitter, if I yes. remember back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, another yes, one of yes. those situations. And his
3: stepfather's. His stepfather's a good friend of mine. Oh you know, yeah, good friend of mine. You know, and he went through it, man, because. He, he saw all the vultures trying to get on his, you know, his son. He's like, you look, man, you know, what am I supposed to do? I said, man, nothing you can do it's, it's up to Eli. You know, he's going to know who's good for him. Who's not going to be good for him. Um, he's just got to go out there and understand, man. He got to stay prayed up and understand, you know, he's got to stay away from, you know, the vultures. The vultures will be there. You know, I've had right. a bunch of vultures. I just had I didn't have the money to just be giving it out. Put it like that. Right. <laughs> I nickel and dime the league, but oh. yeah, man, you know, I I, I saw it, man. Like, Plexico Berth. man, that was my dude, man. Uh-huh. He went when I bought an F six fifty truck, X F six fifty.
2: Now that's, that's a, a Ford.
3: Yes, yeah, a Ford, but it's the big Ford that you almost like a tow truck. You know, well, it's, what it's, the it's, hell it's, would
2: you want that for?
3: Exactly, it's a step under a semi. Oh, jeez. And it had, you know, it was a four door, uh. and he hooked it up, man, like the rim. They had it had semi rims on them, mm. but he couldn't really get nice semi-rims rim because all he could do was just plate. You know, uh chrome plate, the ones that he had on it, because you really couldn't get anything. They made for him now, but they didn't make it for him back then. Oh my god. But he had that F six fifty, man. I was like, for what? You know, Yeah, exactly. For what? Yeah. You know, big diesel, you know <laughs> what, he's, what put next a
2: banging system and ain't doing any work with it. Yeah, what, why'd you get that? They didn't they were out of dump trucks? <laughs> Like, what are you? What are you doing? That's
3: what it is. It's a dump truck that had a um, that had a, um, a pickup bed in the back of it. Is that That's right? exactly what it was. A <laughs> dually. You know what I mean? It was a dually.
2: Well, I my dad and you know we had duallys all all through when I was growing up. We had a Ford uh, dually and then a Chevy Silverado dually.
3: Well, these, because you know, we hauled
2: fifth wheel a fifth wheel camper. See, yep, yep. Before yep. we got the motorhomes, before well, we went I'm, up to like the buses.
3: Wait, well, hey, let me tell you this. I hate to do it to myself, but my. Um, my son blew the motor. Well, I blew the motor out of my truck, and my uh-huh. son ch- just kind of finished it off. So uh, I'm going, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, trying to find a new truck. You know, because I didn't want to. I didn't want to have a note. So I'm looking for a new truck. And as I'm looking, dude, trucks are expensive. Yeah, they are. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna go out and buy a new truck, man. They want like sixty and 70000 dollars for a pickup. Yeah, truck? yeah, bro. I, I had know. to bite the bullet. And 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 pay five grand to get my my truck a new motor in my truck. I just bit mm. the bull out. I'm saying, you know what? I'm not getting rid of this truck. Yeah, I'm gonna put a new motor on it's 2012. I'm put a new motor on it. Right. I'm gonna drive it until this motor's done.
2: Well, that's the thing now. <laughs> now the pickup trucks are like it's like you're riding in a Lexus inside. You know exactly. what I mean? Like they made it so like you're in a luxury car with all the amenities and all the screens stuff. in yeah, it. Yeah, big screen. Stuff. You can watch TV. You can do whatever you want in this damn thing. Well, um, well, we tell the stream.
3: We have my guy Dave Zangaro. So get your questions ready. Dave Zangaro is going to uh, come on at uh, eleven thirty. Oh, yes. And uh, yes, so he's going to oh, okay. be. Um, he's down. He's down in Mobile. Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl, the Reese's Senior Bowl. So he's right. going to give us an update on. What he thinks the Eagles might do, also
2: named after. And that was a great uh, intro and segue there, Barrett. I love that. Named after the great. Named after the greatest piece of candy in the history of the world. I I give you an odd eye, eye on that. Yes, you know what I mean. It's the, rare that
3: you not you know you, unless you're allergic to peanut butter. Yeah, you love Reese's. I it's the Reese's
2: is. Peanut Butter Cup Bowl <laughs> in Mobile, Alabama, and Dave Zangaro from NBC Sports Philly will join us because we couldn't get our guy Mike Mulhern. Mikey Mulls is now down with COVID.
3: Yeah, well, you know what you know. What's the bad part is the reason why he couldn't get on with us last week because. Somebody in in their his kid's school had tested positive for COVID, mm. so they so he couldn't do it. So we had the kids at home. Uh-huh. Lo and behold, now the kids are you know still at home because he has COVID now, and they can't go to school because uh-huh. he has COVID. Oh, my God. So I talked, this... you know, I talked. He sounds horrible,
2: bro. He does? Oh, well, I told horrible. him he should come on anyway because I had it and sounded like <laughs> shit. And I did two shows in a row. I know. I know. I know. But he's got kids with him uh... screaming in the background. You know, he's he, so
3: he's like, I, you know, and I told him, I said, look, we're going to discuss, you know, next time we're going to discuss you having your own weekly element, man, because you deserve it. Right. You know, the stream says you deserve it. You deserve it, bro. So we did. We won't have Mike Moles on, uh, Mike Mulhern on, you know. Mikey Moles Mikey He's Moles on,
2: but next we week we'll
3: have Dave Zangaro
2: right so we'll make it happen coming up next back in three
5: go for the midnight dares go for the memories go for the view that goes on forever go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink go to bed whenever you want or don't go for him
0: Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free?
6: That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
7: As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm. Find out why they say we got this.
8: Field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Go One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
2: Welcome back to the show. We start off the second half hour. Uh, with a great guest who's joined us uh, periodically throughout the football season. He does a great job on NBC Sports Philly, Dave Zangaro, and he's down at the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Now, now, do you get provided with, like, a big gift basket of Reese's when you come there to cover the game? Nothing yet.
9: Yeah, I'm still waiting for the package. (laughs) Oh man, I thought they'd at least give you the minis or something. You know what I mean? They should. They should have like just Reese's products scattered
3: about. Well, you know, when I when I was in the Senior Bowl, they didn't really have a sponsor, so I didn't get anything. All I got no, but I did get a bunch of NFL stuff. Now that's they gave me a bunch of NFL stuff, you know, like shorts and sweatsuits and stuff. So the NFL was sponsoring it back then. So I got NFL stuff. Okay. That's better.
2: (laughs) Right, 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 right. Peanut butter well, cups. I don't know how long you've been down there, uh, but what have you been able to take in yet? Is anything jumped out at you at these practices?
9: Yeah, we, we've seen two practices. It's a shame today uh, it's just a rain out, so they're moving it in, oh. indoors, so I I'm, i can't go. Uh, yesterday, I kind of wish they did that because I stood outside in the rain for five hours. <laughs> uh, it's been fun. I always enjoy these practices because you come in with some expectations of, you know, you know here are the players I want to watch. And then every once in a while, someone like catches your eye and you're like, "Oh, I didn't expect that." or sometimes it feels good too, when you kind of expect someone to blow up down here and they do. Uh, and for me, that guy this year was Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. Interesting story. He, uh, he was a Juco kid, went to Independence, which was the school on, uh, on Last Chance U. Mm. Um, but then he, he, then Georgia, he goes right? Then he went to Georgia for a couple of years, didn't have a big role there. Uh, transfers to Florida State for uh, for 2021 and has a really good year. I think people were kind of curious how he would handle. There's some pretty good tackles here, how he would handle them, and, and he's been dominant. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's been very, very good. Yeah, he was a potential first-round pick. Uh, he's a first-round pick now, um, I think for sure. And uh you know, my I did a mock draft right before I came down here and I had him at nineteen to the Eagles. Now I'm mm. feeling pretty good about it because he's a, I think he's he's a first round pick. And you look at what they need, I'd put edge rusher at the top of their list. Yeah, in terms of
3: needs. I would
4: yeah. Too. So
9: I, I think he fits and there look, there are some other guys um well, give in that a, give range. Give me
3: give me, give me, give me, your download on, on Wyatt, man, uh, from Georgia. I, I thought he was better than 99 that was from Georgia, but I thought Wyatt was a really good player. I think he kind of spearheaded that defense. You know, everybody talked that vaunted Georgia defense. I thought Wyatt, Wyatt was the catalyst in the middle with collapse in the pocket. You know, what, what do you think of him?
9: Yeah, he's been good. I mean, there, it's funny. There's a lot of good defensive tackles down here, and he's one of them. Him and uh, Perrion Winfrey from Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the guy uh, we
3: talked about uh, yesterday. Yeah. He's got he's got a um 35 and a half inch arms, a wingspan of like 82 or something like that. Huge.
9: Yeah, he used it yesterday, man. He was he was wrecking everything. Um yeah, there's some really good defensive tackles. Logan Hall from Houston had yeah, kind of up and down week, but he's a really good player. Uh it's funny, you know, the it, you look at the Eagle. I'm trying I try to like think everything with the Eagles and defensive tackles not like the most pressing need, but you look at it and Fletcher is obviously getting a little long in the tooth. You have Javon Hargrave, who's really good, but he's, he's entering a a contract year. I like Milton Williams, but we still don't really know what he is long-term. this is a position Eagles value. I mean, maybe more than just about any other position on that side of the football, they value interior pass rush. And there's some good ones down here. Um, I, I don't know if any of these guys are first round picks, but, Certainly day two, early day three, I, it wouldn't shock me to see one, them take one of these guys. Speaking of the
2: Eagles, who is down there that you can uh, tell us for the mm-hmm. Eagles?
9: Yeah, they have a uh... – so here's who's here. <laughs> they, well, They might already be gone. They, they do a quick trip here. Oh. Um, but they, they they really go into it. I mean, they draft a ton of senior role players. Five of their nine picks last year, senior role players, uh, 35% since Howie came back in the power in 2016 so they they really do value these practices um Howie's here Nick Sirianni's here Jonathan Gannon is here as an eagle we'll see if he leaves is he here wearing this.
2: a Texans hat <laughs> not yet
9: <laughs> uh that's been that's been kind of the big talk down here though it's like is he is he gonna be with the Eagles by the time this week is over and we don't know um and that's you know I, i'm going off topic here but that's a, a big issue these I hiring know cycles, yeah i want to know well these hiring cycle like this hiring cycle is taking so long mm-hmm. for some of these jobs to get filled right now the eagles are scouting players to fit in his defense right you know yeah. it's a difference like if you you think about like it, it almost makes you think they're gonna have to keep some sort of similar defense if they're really going in and figuring out all these players that fit that's a big deal, you know. It is, I, I absolutely don't know. is, you know. It's the, a, a good scouting staff should be kind of an extension of the coaching staff. They're scouting to fit what you do, and if you don't right. know what you're going to do, how do you do it? Like, how do you do your job? Uh, but anyway, he's down here. Shane Steichen's down here. Uh, I saw Kevin Petullo down here. Um, who else? It, obviously, all the scouts are down here. Um, oh, well, we have to mention Julian Laurie. Uh, he was oh, on of the course. field. People are making a big deal of that. You know, yeah. I, I get, like, um, sometimes you, people see an owner on the field and they think, ah, he's he's getting too involved in, in something he's not familiar with. But,
2: Personnel and stuff, yeah. Yeah,
9: but to me, I saw it as, you know, he's been a little more um, visible in recent years. And, you know, Jeff Lurie's 70. He's not going to be here forever. He's not going to hold the... You know, even if he's around, he might not be in charge of everything forever, and mm-hmm. it, they're clearly grooming Julian to be the next owner of the team. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I, right. I really think it's, it's a pretty good thing, honestly. I mean, Jeff Lurie's been a really good owner for the most part for his entire time here. So keeping that in the family, at least know, know something. Yeah, about and, and look at Julian. Nothing. Yeah, Julian like Julian's been around this whole life. Yeah, you know he's he's learned about this and. He, he's taking the right steps. He did the NFL's program a couple years ago where it, it's a two-year program. And they try to like teach you every aspect of, of the front office. So I, I take that as a positive that he's here and he's ready to, to take a bigger role in the organization. Um, and what? who else is here? I, I saw Connor Barwin down here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to think of like who I've run into.
3: Connor oh. Barwin for the Eagles?
9: Yeah, he's the yeah. assistant to Howie Roseman. Yeah. Uh, he's an interesting guy, Connor. I think he can do anything he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh he could does he he ride his coaching. bicycle
2: to work. Uh, he, he used start? to. I don't know if He's yeah. saw not in the winter. Right. Um, see Barrett, I know this he, kind of stuff, man.
9: Yeah. yeah. He's uh he could man, he helped coach them this year. Mm-hmm. You know what he did this year? He was helping uh coach the offensive lineman. Okay, that's perfect. Wow.
3: That's perfect. So like, he was I, like I, he that's great. Mm-hmm. You, you, it does them pigeonhole you like Juan Castillo wasn't linebacker, but he coached all line. Me, mm-hmm. I know what I hate it done to me. So exactly. I know I could go in and coach D-line when I coached, you know, when I did little, you know, coaching, you know, internships here and there, even in college, I, I coached um, a couple of defensive linemen, especially interior guys. And, you know, I mean, just little things that I could teach them that I hated made them better players. So yeah, that that's great. Cause so now he can learn all aspects of the line and line play.
9: Yeah. So I think it's really going to be up to him what he wants to do. If he wants to go into coaching, I think he'd be a great coach. He wants to go in the front office I think he he'd probably have a really good eye for talent evaluation and yep. he's doing a little bit of that. He's his his title is assistant to the general manager but I think they do listen to him.
2: Is there a lot of discussion about this whole uh, Flores uh, lawsuit down there and and <laughs> yeah. ra- really that that could be what's make going to make
9: this hiring cycle even longer. Yeah, you know, it was it was really weird. It had, so the, the story broke on Tuesday while we're watching practice. Hmm. Um, and it, it, the timing wasn't lost on anyone. Deuce Staley's out there coaching the American team. And here's a guy who probably hasn't had the opportunity he deserves. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a big talk. And especially in the context of the Texans job, which is either going to go to Josh McCown or Jonathan Gannon, neither of, you know, neither of them are qualified. They right. might end up being great coaches, but they're just not. They don't they haven't have the paid the dues yet. yet. They haven't paid, yeah, they the, haven't dues paid the dues like dues. The others. Yeah, and that that doesn't mean you're not going to be a good head coach, right? But the the context is not lost on anyone. They're right yeah. now, when Flores has this lawsuit, that the the one job everyone's talking about is going to go to some unqualified white dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. it's unavoidable it yeah. really is um yeah. and you know and it's it's it was good to see uh two two black gms get hired this cycle but yep right it's having one black head coach in a league that's predominantly black just doesn't make any sense no we especially were just when so many that. especially when so many teams preach the importance of a coach connecting with their players I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's something we're not even discussing.
2: And all this inclusion
9: I, window dressing that the league has been rolling yeah. out here for the last year or two. And and look, like Brian, I don't think Brian Flores is going to be able to prove that the interviews he got were sham interviews. I, yeah. It's a really, it's tough. That's tough. It's tough to prove intent of, of a front office. And honestly, the way I look at it is it's tough to break this cycle because naturally, I think with any job, you know, if you're hiring for a high-profile job, in the back of your mind, you probably think this is my main target, and things can change. But it's tough to break that cycle if your main target is someone who's been in the league because they've gotten the opportunity. Like, how do you, how do you wedge something in there and change everything? I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I think the Rooney Rule is made with with good intention. Good intent, yeah. But, but... I mean, I don't know. But you're trying to judge how billionaire owners handle their 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 business that's their business yeah Yeah. and it's really tough to tell them what to do
2: although i do love i do love the visual of john elway showing up drunk or hung over for an interview (laughs) about a half hour an hour late all disheveled his hair everywhere that that to me i've gotten a lot of entertainment out of that over the last
9: you know what i it is it's i I, (laughs) i joke about stuff i shouldn't joke about but the uh the thought of bill belichick having Oh, just a moment where he texts the wrong person. Like, we've all been there. Or, like, yes. We're worried about that. And right. for him to do it on, like, the biggest stage possible. And now his mistake is, like, the centerpiece of a lawsuit against the league. Are you kidding me? Uh, this is uh, a I, gate. It's fucked gate. up. <laughs> it's text gate. <Yeah>, <laughs> text gate, yeah. Yeah, I, but, yeah, but seriously, I don't know, I don't know oh. how, what the answer is because, oh. I mean – you can't have one black coach in the league. How Out does of 32 that 32 teams is incredible. It really is. Well, it happens right.
3: because it's a billionaire boys' club, and in order for the Rooney Rule to work, there has to be some intent from the Yeah, owners. And, and it has I, to be I, intent I,
9: at the root of a lot of this is, is the nepotism in the league, where yep. you know daddy's son comes along and, and gets a job, and then he ra- rises through the ranks. And, see you, you look at like the ownership side of it that's expected that's that's it's a business you pass along to your kids yep. but it shouldn't be like there should be some merit involved in coaching mm-hmm. and a lot of times there isn't and it's 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 strange because with players all that matters is production right we yep. hear that all the time it doesn't matter where you're drafted it doesn't matter who you are in the locker room black white whatever it doesn't matter as long right. as you produce and right. it doesn't seem that coaches are held to that same standard and I understand why some people are pissed off about it. Yeah. It, if
2: only it, Sean McVay were black, then we'd have all this whole thing would be solved because he's got a <laughs> you know, third of the league is like guys that, you know, were his, uh, his Minions. people. It's unbelievable, man. We're going to have another one
9: now in Minnesota, I guess. Right.
2: O'Connell? Yeah. It looks that yeah. way,
9: which Jeez. is, it, it, it takes him out of the Texan shop, which means it's right. down to Gannon or McCown. Jeez. All right. Well, Barrett.
3: Looking at, um, you know, looking at, you know, getting back on the, on the senior bowl. Um, what do you think about Trey Burks? You know, I'll get into the offensive oh, line yeah. later, but Trey Burks and you know, all the other receivers that are down there.
9: Yeah, the receivers are down here. Trey I, I was Burks. really – yeah, well, he's he's not down here actually. Okay, um, all right. But there are some good ones. I, I really wanted to see Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Yes. And he pulled out – two of the guys I really wanted to see down here were Jahan Dotson and Devin Lloyd. Uh-huh. And they both pulled out. So. Oh, they did? <laughs> Devin Lloyd pulled out also? Yeah, Devin Lloyd pulled out, so I haven't been able to watch ah. him this week. Oh. Um uh, yes, yeah, so I was. I was disappointing, but there are good linebackers I've been watching. Receivers, receivers. I get off track. Uh, let me oh, look through them here. too. Them too. Well, let me look through the receivers real quick. Um, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, big body. He's been all right. Uh-huh. Don't like any of the national guys. Um, Yeah,
3: Pierce is a big some body. Some of the receivers are fun.
9: The little uh, oh, Avellis uh, Jones from Tennessee hit or miss man he's had some great routes this week and then he'll just drop the ball or like Hmm. he's he's been hit or miss
2: sounds like he'd be perfect
9: yeah actually (laughs) um honestly the the one who's impressed the one who's impressed me most is uh the the kid from south alabama it's kind of like a a home deal for him uh jalen tolbert Uh Um, he's he's got some skills like and this is a good opportunity for a kid like that to come here and kind of show off what he can do against some really good corners. He's been very good. I, I'm thinking he, he, he he's going to rise up some boards. A uh, kid from North Dakota State, actually, big kid, like 6'4", Christian Watson. Looks yeah, he like he belongs. Play, He didn't play
3: the last game I did. He didn't play okay. uh, the last he, game. He's pretty, yeah. um, he's pretty good.
9: He's pretty good. have There's a little uh, – oh, I'm, I'm, I'm knowing numbers now. Uh, from Memphis, 83. Uh, quick little guys, like 5'9".
7: Ton of moves on
9: them. Uh, I don't think there's a ton of it's a good receiver class in general. The top guys aren't here. The top mm. guy, the top receiver here would have been Dodson, but there are a bunch of uh, middle round, late round guys with some some skills and, and some flaws. But guys, you know, if the Eagles are looking in a middle to late round it would make sense. Bo Melton, a local kid from uh, Cedar Creek and Rutgers, had a really good day yesterday. Undersized, but uh, a lot of speed. USC really there? Who the kid from USC? Oh, the big kid, London. No, he's not here. Yeah, Uh, Drake London's not here.
2: What about that big tackle from Minnesota, Uh, Fa'alale or something? Uh, He's uh, like six nine. Fa'alale. He.
9: He. Yeah. uh, (laughs) He's huge. Um, He. He's had a a rough week, and and there are some really good rushers here. Yeah, uh, he got run over yesterday by the Penn State linebacker who's like 240 pounds. He has got off balance. He, he has skills. He has the body type. He has some athleticism. Mm-hmm. And a coach is going to be like, "I want that guy." He's, right. He right. Is, he, I think he weighed in. He was like, he was like six eight or six nine, three seventy five. Hmm. Wow. He's That's he's a house. Yeah. Um, but uh, seven foot wingspan. He has some yeah. some growth. He needs some ahead feet. of him. He, it, um, especially, like, I've seen him get beat on inside moves a lot. Well, that's because um, he can't
3: redirect. You know, he's yeah. not a, really a great athlete. Um, is, is Kenyon Green looking all right? From, Tim, um, from uh, Texas A&M?
9: Oh, the, the guard? Uh, the guard. guard center? The guard. Yeah. Um, I haven't noticed him much.
3: I, I, that, that's I good know. when you're an offensive
9: lineman. That's good. <laughs> yeah, the only the – the one thing I have noticed is I, I mentioned the defensive tackles. They are just wrecking shop. So it's been <laughs> uh, it's been tough. Honestly, they've made practices tough.
2: They're causing chaos. Barrett. Yeah. Chaos. You see tackles. Um,
9: <laughs> the Winfrey kid yesterday busted through the line. It was so quick. It was like just wreck the play. Hmm. Um, well, oh, um, Zion uh, from uh, from BC is here. Zion Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he took some center ups. What? Yeah, I like it. I he he's 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 been the best offensive lineman here.
2: Hmm. Wow. From Boston College, huh? Yeah. Okay. And what about quarterbacks? Which guys are there? And is anybody uh, impressed? And um, I'm, I'm, you know, was Howie? Did he take take come in here and take a, a flyby on the quarterbacks? And
9: yeah, most of the top ones are here, except for Matt Corral, who honestly is my favorite of the bunch.
2: Yeah, of course, the injury though. Yeah.
9: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but Carson the Strong's ones are, got an arm, man. Carson Strong has an arm. You don't Uh-oh. know where the ball's going. <laughs> uh, he's been fun to watch because he's, right. he's like he's chucking the ball downfield. Kenny Pickett, to me, is the safest bet. He's okay. He checks all the boxes. Uh, I know people worried about his weird disjointed thumb. and he mm-hmm. can't, I'm not worried about that. He gripped the ball fine yesterday in the rain. But when you're looking at... The highest ceiling right now, Malik, Malik Willis, Willis, man. Uh, yeah. He had a really his, – so his first day of practice, he had like the best throws of the day, but also the worst throws of the day. So I didn't know yeah. what to make of it. Day two, it was great.
2: He's like a Trey just, Lance in this draft, I think, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah, yeah.
9: yeah I like that. Like highest yeah. – uh he's athletic. He – I mean st- – Strong arm and not like Carson Strong has a strong arm, like deep ball Malik can fire it in there. Oh, wow! I mean, he can, he can, when you're looking for like that, that pure, like that laser beam throw, he has that and hmm. he's been fun to watch with that. Upside, I yeah, he's the upside guy.
2: Hmm.
9: Desmond Murder's Bar- been up and down.
2: Barrett and I agreed that if Carson Strong comes to Philly, he has to change his name to Carl Strong.
9: Yes. yeah that's fair yeah. I've been it is weird Carl talking Strong about a carson it really is <laughs> yeah it's been weird talking to Carson down here i mean this is people don't realize how that 2016 senior bowl down here is where it all started with mm-hmm. once it was like that was they they fell in love with him down yep. here and and that was where they said we gotta get this guy and you came into that week thinking maybe they can sit at 13 and draft him and they left that week thinking oh we gotta we gotta figure out a way to move up and that's right. where they started to the, it went from like, thirteen to
2: eight, and then to two, right?
9: Yeah, at the combines yeah. where they they talked about moving up to eight, and then yeah, they they had to figure it out because they they fell in love with him back then. Hmm.
3: Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting back looking at uh, you know, my guy, the officer tackle from from Northern, um, was it Northern Northern
9: Iowa? Iowa? I think it's Penny oh, or something. Yeah, he's played How well. Has he? He's played well, and, and and he's gotten some inside reps too. Oh, big he?
2: Yeah, he's strictly he, a tackle.
9: Uh, yeah, but uh he was, but that down here they a lot of times they like to rep you at different places just to show the NFL teams what you can do in mm-hmm. different spots. Uh he's been good. He's he's been one of the better offensive linemen down here. He's probably going to be you know, uh, outside of the quarterbacks. He's probably going to be the first guy who's at this game who's going to get drafted. Wow, okay. Or one of the first, I would mm-hmm. think. He's going to be he's going to be a high first round pick. Hmm. he's looked good yeah I'm trying to think what else i want to talk about oh tight ends tight ends down here this is a good group of tight ends you okay, were saying trey mcbride from uh from colorado state is the best of the bunch down here he might be a second round pick i mean he's wow. really good uh jeremy ruckert a guy who i didn't really know much about i, I know he's at ohio state but they don't throw him the ball because they have you know they receivers. have some receivers. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he caught 26 balls uh, as a senior. So you're thinking maybe he's not that good as a pass catcher. He's a pretty good pass catcher. He just didn't get the chances down there. He kind of reminds me of um, – remember how, like, Dallas Goddard didn't catch the ball a ton Yeah, yep. South Dakota? Um, kind of reminds so me of that a little bit. Ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, different reasons for not passing yeah. the ball, but – uh, he's uh, Ruckert's been really good down here, and there's a few of those guys. Um, kid from coastal Carolina, yeah, he's good. good, he's really good. I say it likely, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that so tight
2: really, end? Was that tight end for excuse me? Is that tight end from yeah. Nevada? Um, a senior that we talked about yesterday, Barrett looks like a looks like a receiver, a tall receiver, it's like six six.
9: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's down here, and Carson he Strong's playing with him, and he's okay. been targeting quite a bunch. It's a good, it's a good tight end class in general, yeah. and, and the tight ends down here are very good. Eagles could draft a tight end in the middle round.
3: Mm. I could see that. I could yeah. see that because you look at um what's his name? Trey um our tight end we had Jackson. Yeah. Or Jackson. Oh, Tyree, Jackson. Yeah, Tyree,
9: Tyree Jackson. Yeah, he's a late he's, he... ACL tear. You don't know what you're gonna get from him. And plus, you know, you he's got know, he's kind of Bambi
3: esque right now. You know, he's he's
9: he's he's still a little clumsy yeah. in how he runs routes. Yeah,
2: he didn't look all that athletic, that graceful <laughs> even prior to the injury. It was kind of weird. That's yeah. bad. I mean, so- Jack
9: Stoll is good for what he is, yeah, but mm-hmm. you could see them wanting to upgrade that spot. And he doesn't give you a ton in the passing game. It's not like they're going to run the passing game through their second tight end. They have other guys they want to target. But if you can find another dual threat type player in a middle round, I I wouldn't cross that off the list. All right, um, now- you
3: know what? That Zion, Zion Johnson, that's that's intriguing to me because I watched a lot of film on him. I was doing a Temple game. And I was watching film on him. And, you know, he can move,
9: physical, dominant type of guy. You say he moved in the center too? He, he took – I mean, hmm. he hasn't been, like, just a center, but he took – he snapped the ball a little bit.
3: Yeah. It looked wow. all right. Wow. Because I like him, man. I like him a lot. I mean, I if like he, him a whole
2: I, lot. If he played at a, BC, he's a good run blocker. Yeah. You know, that's for sure.
9: <laughs> and after the, the one practice, someone caught him on the field, like, well after practice ended, snapping the ball. Hmm. Hmm. You know, so he's working on it. I yeah. I like when an offensive lineman – teams value versatility. versatility, I mean, Yeah. yeah. They really do. Like yep. we know the Eagles do, but a lot of teams do. Um, right. It was I even like Jack Driscoll when he what was that two years ago when I drafted him. He's only ever played guard and tackle, and he really it was a tackle. I mean, Eagles liked him at guard, but yep. he started snapping the ball in the mm-hmm. pre-draft process. They wanted, and the Eagles liked that about him. I said, well, we we don't think he'll ever be a center, but we the want more to see can it. Do. That's exactly. why I, I, I played backup. an
3: extra four years because of that. I played an extra four exactly. years because I played center also.
2: What about the running back, Abram Smith from Baylor, the former linebacker? Is he down there?
9: Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I haven't noticed him, so that's not a good sign for him. Right, I'll tell you right. the, two, the two running backs who have stood out, um, Robinson from Alabama oh, Brian and Robinson. Pierce from Florida. Okay. They didn't use Pierce at Florida. He can play, and mm. that's intriguing to me. I like – there's something about a running back without a lot of tread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, sorry, with a lot of tread left on the tires. Like, they didn't use him a ton of Florida. Yeah. He can run through the tackles. He's a little raw when it comes to um catching out of the backfield. But he can he can pass protect. I've seen that from them. They did. Some, of course, Deuce running the American team had some pass pro drills yesterday for the running backs. <laughs> that was fun. Uh but the Eagles could use a, a hard nose compliment to Miles and, and Kenny Gainwell. No doubt. Yeah, I
3: think I think Howard yeah. is his tread is all gone now. We we we've maximized that tread from that tire.
9: Yeah, man. You,
3: you can't even use a dime to check the tread level now. Oh man,
2: look <laughs> at you. Now the stream wants to know if you're sharing a room with Ruben Frank.
9: No, I'm down here by myself. This okay.
3: Week. Why, why the hell did they send me, man? That's the that's um... the damnest thing
9: ever. Yeah, why, he's why pissed. Would they send he's me? upset. That I'd love make to be down to... here with you, man. Right. It, we'd uh, we'd have fun watching these practices. Yeah,
3: I love stuff like that, man. Love
9: yeah, it. it's it, I I really do enjoy it. And like half of my time down here is like it's networking. It's honestly it's trying to run into people and spending my nights out too late. Mm. Uh, but I, I really do just enjoy watching practices and and seeing who shines. A couple of corners have looked good. Uh, Kobe Bryant from. Uh, from cincinnati mm-hmm. yes who i look i don't know if he's ever going to be a true number one in the nfl he was the number two at gardner's at the number one there yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, gardner's yeah, well,
3: really good but stingley's up there too but well his first two yeah, years, yeah. He was better. yeah
9: yeah well stingley who knows i highest potential but uh, the injury's scary a little bit but uh kobe you know he he saw a ton of action his way and that's what we need from number two is like If you have someone on the other side like Gardner who's just – no one's throwing that way, you know, they're going to throw your way and you have to be ready for it. That's why if you have a – in a weird way, if you have a top corner, your second corner better be good because Mm -hmm. he's going to see a lot of action. And that's what we saw two years ago. And the difference really with the Eagles in in, in 2020 2021, 2020 they had – avante Maddox out there wasn't his fault. He just right. wasn't right. not a CB two last year. steven Nelson wasn't great, but having a a better option at that spot makes a big difference when people are going to stay away from Slay.
3: Hmm.
9: Absolutely, man. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate
3: you, man. Yeah, you down there, and I'm I'm um I've already texted Doug. We're gonna do a a, a bowl breakdown show, man. I'm, I'm gonna try to get oh, this wow. going. Oh wow, there know, you so, go. I like that. That's so awesome.
2: Know. One last oh, thing, right. we see we see the drapes. The stream wants to know what's the carpet. What's the color of the carpet? Does it match the drapes?
9: It's <laughs> geez,
2: <laughs>
4: your stream's
9: getting you get a little. Oh, this is the way there. our uh, stream is. Yeah, you know it's tough. I, I don't have anywhere to do these. Uh, you know I did my podcast from in here too. Yeah, it's like this is the best I could do. I have like you know hotel room artwork on the other wall. Oh yeah, and it's like you know I had to move a, rooms when do you I got have a here. View?
2: My first. Is there a, a view of the rain? It's just, oh, porn. is that it? Oh, wow. Yeah,
9: that stinks. Um, I got down here in my, my first room, the AC wouldn't turn off, it was like 30 degrees. I was oh. like, you guys gotta find
3: another spot for me, man. <laughs> <laughs>
9: yeah, that's
3: what you get, uh, man, for being down in Mobile, man. I, I get right. it all the time traveling to uh these games, and these, you know, I mean, it's, it's like you fly into the golden triangle you got to drive two hours here uh-huh. it's the worst in the world man it, it, i love the people really down here place. though
9: man the people down here my, their favorite thing is teaching you how to say mobile yeah <laughs> mobile you gotta say if you say mobile god forbid you say mobile right they will they will spend the next half hour working on it with you.
2: that's a gas station <laughs>
9: Mobile.
2: Yeah. 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 Mobile, right? Yeah. Mobile. How's the food? The food's gotta be seafood's gotta be
9: good down there, right? Tremendous. Yeah. yeah. It's uh everyone thinks like, you know, I tell them I'm going to Alabama and they think I'm like in Tuscaloosa. Backwoods,
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
9: And you're not, I mean Mobile is like, a cool city. I'd never been here before, you know, I think 2016 was my first senior bowl down here, but it's a cool vibe to it. It's like uh yeah. it's it is on the water, it has some New Orleans flair. Mardi Gras actually started in in Mobile, really, but more as like a, and it's still they still do it here, but it's like a more of a, like a family environment than mm-hmm. what people think of it in New Orleans. But yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool little vibe to the city. Cool,
3: and you know it's not like every time you turn around a corner you hear don't don't do don't Yeah, shoot, no, it's not it like that. Pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I've been places like that, you
2: know? <laughs> that. This is not. yeah <laughs> Well, you think thank that you. once you
3: pass down there, man, there are some places like that.
4: though.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs>
9: there are for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thanks for jumping on, Dave. Dave, We appreciate it. Follow him on Twitter at DZangaroNBCS, and uh, we'll look forward to more from the Senior Bowl from you. Thanks.
9: All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. Great
2: stuff. Yeah, love that. How about the stream asking if the carpet matches the drapes in the room? (laughs) Only our show. We want to know it all, man. Only our show would that happen on. You're not getting that anywhere else. I can promise you that. All right, hour number two coming up next.
6: At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy sh! And you're telling me
0: I can get one of these glasses for free?
6: That's right.
2: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
6: One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
7: As a hardworking American...
8: Field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. 1, 2, because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
2: All right, welcome back. Hour number two in the middle on a Thursday. Our Thanks to Dave Zangaro, joining us down in Mobile, Alabama. On I, mean, I mean, that stinks though. You go down there and it's pouring rain. Yeah, you can't that, even that. watch practice.
3: Yeah, and especially you know with with if it wasn't for the COVID situation, you know, you could go in and watch practice because uh, right, right. But you know with that, you they don't want you to you know no. be, in, be in there like that. But I mean, it, it's it's that's a great great way to to, to really evaluate players man all those players in one place you know a lot of those players we spoke about and i did games for this year mm-hmm. and i don't understand why i'm not down there man it just doesn't make sense to me you know what i right. mean i you know i flew down on my own dollar you know what i mean and, and, and went in i just need a way to get to well i could probably just walk in but still um to be able to be around that and see that stuff you know evaluate talent you know I, maybe i need to work with uh with Howie roseman i'm going to yeah. Roseman's office and tell him hey man you know put me down you know get me involved
2: well now uh the stream was saying that if you did go down there you'd be on your own dime that,
3: that's what I, I probably would have <laughs> yes yes i would have had to pay for it myself you know right what I mean? which is now
2: would you have done trance. that since you I love this so much
3: i would have yes i would have
2: you know, because I, I, mean, I hope they're not watching because then they might get the idea that you'll go do games on your own dime.
3: Well, I'll be—I'll go down there and do. I, look, I'll go down there watching, but you know, you'd have to pay for the information I receive from doing it. Right. <laughs> you know, you, I'm just not going to give it away free.
2: Right. Oh, no, <laughs> hell no. Not if you're talking to me, you won't. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now Angry hold on, Al Hold on now, Barry. Barry Barry. Right, 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 we, we, we no, no, we, we need <laughs> you, you need more. You need more. Uh Angry Al's got a bunch of questions. He you he, he you piqued his interest when you were talking about that engine you put No, in it's too old, cold
3: outside. I don't have a garage that I could do it inside. So I I i, I went on and, and and paid for it, man. It's cost me five thousand. But that's the motor included motor and install it and everything else.
2: Okay. Yeah, so Plus you, I you, get a
3: year warranty on it, you know, what all mean? Right. I just bought I just bit the bullet and did it because I would have if it would have been summertime and this happened. Oh, hell yeah. I would have did it myself.
2: Right. OK, you know, it
3: probably it probably take me a day and a half to do it because I wouldn't be trying to rush it. You know, I take my time, go eat lunch, you know, mm-hmm. look at it a little bit, play Don't around. You have to
2: hoist that thing in there with a chain with chains and stuff. Oh Yeah,
3: I got a, I got a, I got a motor horse. You know? Oh,
2: you do. Yeah, oh, I wow. got a,
3: I got a. a um, you know, a, a, a cherry picker, I call it a cherry picker.
4: Uh-huh. You know,
3: I have a motor stand also, I put it on. And if I would did it myself, I wouldn't have just put this. It's, it's going to be a regular stock motor. But mm-hmm. if I did it myself, I'd have been putting everything on. I'd been doing everything. I'd have changed the cams in it. I'd turn around. I'd, I'd probably put a supercharger on or everything right. if I was doing it myself. Cause I, you know, I could have the time. It's right there in front of me. I'd have changed the lifters, Uh, put, you know, little, you know, the I put new springs in it, you know, some, some, you know, tighter springs so my lifters would, uh, you know, get a better cycle with my lifters. I did all that stuff myself. I just took my time and just really did it.
2: Wow. That's cool that you're able to do that. All right. I got a question for you. We talked with Dave about Malik Willis, who is Mm -hmm. becoming, and I think will continue to become uh, one of the real focal points of the first round and a very intriguing prospect. Um, He probably won't get there to 15. But if Malik Willis is sitting there at 15 for the Eagles, could they resist? No. No. and Because I'm seeing here that Willis reminds people a little of Jalen Hurts as a runner, but with more arm talent. Yes. So if he's sitting there at 15, you'd have to take him, right? You'd have to. Now, would you move up to 10 if you could move up to 10 to get him? (sighs) Package two of your first to move up. I wouldn't do that. No, no, no. I
3: wouldn't. I I I I I package one first and maybe a third, but I wouldn't package two first for it. Hmm. He's not that. He's a he's he's going to be a good player in the league, but he won't be a two first round type of a uh, two two first pick type of player. You know, he's going to be a very very good well. If, if
2: if he is Jalen Hurts with a better arm, though, I mean, you know, isn't that? That's a first round pick, isn't it? Jalen Hurts with a better arm? Yeah. Yes,
3: a first round pick.
2: Just right. one.
3: One and, and maybe a third.
2: Hmm. But he just, I mean, he's
3: he's good, man. He you know, he he can throw from inside the pocket. He's a pocket quarterback. Uh-huh. He just is able to go out there and run and be an athlete also.
2: Is he man, like that's what? the
3: difference? He's the pocket. He is a quintessential pocket quarterback. And that's that's how you that's how you make the distinction between him and Jalen. Jalen right. is an out of pocket quarterback. Right. You know he makes plays with his, you know, elongating plays with his feet.
2: Is Willis like six two, six two and a six half? Six one. Six one. Okay, six so that's one, hmm.
3: maybe you know, two hundred pounds, two hundred five pounds. Strong arm, gifted arm. Um,
2: and went to Auburn initially. These people are like, you know, how do you end up at Liberty? He was an Auburn kid, and transferred. Same
3: type of mindset. You know, he's one of those guys. He's going to do the little extra things to be a good player. Uh-huh. Uh, born leader. Everybody loves him. You know, he'll be able to direct the team. Right. The team could rely on him and he could be that for him. Um, he just, you know, he's just six one. Right. You know, just like, you know, you, you look at Jalen. Jalen's probably six one. So
2: uh, with lifts on. He's six <laughs> one. Um, I'm just looking at some of these other prospects here. Um there's a bunch of offensive linemen at the senior, but we talked about that Falalale guy. Whatever, yeah, Um, yeah, he yeah. he sounds like a total project, <laughs> and <laughs> somebody is, I, I would not be interested in. in the regard, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if he's seven foot three.
3: No, he, um, that's what he would be. And he's nowhere near like a Jordan Malata, who's
2: 60. right. Much Jordan Malata Malata's is much stick. more athletic.
3: Yeah, he's a freak. yeah, yeah. This guy's a stiff, but he's just so damn big that you know it's gonna be hard. He he would be like um. Remember the, um, um, the offensive lineman played with played. He came in as a defensive lineman with the Eagles. They moved into the offensive lineman, went to office lineman with the Pittsburgh and was there for a long time. He, now was, the,
2: been, he was the army guy. Yeah. V, he played an army.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Forget his name. But the stream, they know. Yeah. You guys know I'm not good with names. What's this guy's name? Vallejo or. No, was it was longer
2: than name, name, name than that. Yeah. He came in with chip Yeah, when chip was here and, um, uh,
3: He's he's now – he's playing in, in um with the Ravens right now. Fact, yeah,
2: go. right. Yeah, it begins with a V. I forget. Um, But he got it. Villanueva. Yeah, there John it is. Villanueva. That's it. See, yeah.
3: appreciate it, stream, Appreciate right. it.
2: Right. The Not Ashes Villanova. Aspects, Villanueva. Yeah.
3: yeah, Villanueva. Yep.
2: Right. What about – That's who he
3: is, but he's bigger, and he's a little more closer. He's a stiff. Hmm. Now, I mean, I know, you know, Stoutland's a great coach, and Stoutland could coach anybody up. But I just wouldn't waste my time on a guy that big, mm-hmm. and he can't move. You know, it, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work with me.
2: Did you look at this guy from uh, Central Michigan, Bernhard Ryman, offensive tackle? Yes, he's from Austria.
3: A Central Michigan guy, right? Remember, I did a game in Central Michigan. You did. And he originally he was, played he was...
2: wide receiver in high school. This dude,
3: and he can move, man. He's good. He needs to get a little streak in him, but he's, he didn't have that. But he's good, man. A technician, really good run blocker. Um, I like him. He'll come in and he'll play for a long time. He'll give you 10 years of being a good pro. Huh? He'll be 10-year pro.
2: Um, it says here that the first time he saw American football on TV, it wasn't the NFL or college. It was the book-turned-movie The Blind Side. (laughs) Because the guy grew up in Europe, in Austria, right?
3: Right, right, right.
2: Yeah. He's from Austria, entered football as a wide receiver who has now blossomed into a left tackle. He became a tight end in in between there. And he's believed to be a top 50 pick.
3: Yep, yep.
2: Uh, Played year-round soccer. Yeah, no, this damn. Effing. He has
3: great feet too. That's yeah, most well, he
2: must be if he played if he played a lot of soccer.
3: Well, you know that was the first sport I, sport I ever played was soccer. Soccer. Yeah, I I, I didn't play f- football until I got to uh, high school because I couldn't play in Pop Warner because I was always bigger than everybody. And if right. I played in Pop Warner football, I would have been seven and I'd be playing with twelve year olds and thirteen year olds. Right. You know, and, and you know that they'd, they'd have been beating up on me, you know, or, or you know, and I I'd, I I'd became. I, I, I doubt if I'd have loved the game if I would have did that, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm playing with older kids and they know more about the game than I did. So the first time I step on a football field, really, besides playing, you know, tackle football out in the park and stuff like that was in high school. Hmm. I get to high school. First time I go to practice, put the pads on. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was learning from scratch. And I remember defense, you know, came and said, Hey, wherever this kid goes, hey, wherever that ball goes, you go get the guy with the ball. Man, it was over. I'm in freshman practice. We couldn't even run plays. I was, you know, tackling the quarterback before we even got back, you know, because nobody could block me. And after that, it just took off, man. Wow. Took off. I mean, yeah. I told you, I hated football, man. I hated football with a Yeah, passion. you were
2: basketball dog. Basketball yeah. guy yeah. first. Um, Philly Voice, Evan Macy, has a piece today. Will Carson Wentz be on the move again? Yes. Sportsbooks think so. The Colts hope so. (laughs) That's the (laughs) headline. Yeah, Evan Macy does a nice job over there. The the sportsbetting.ag, one of those offshore books, has the Buccaneers' next quarterback as Jimmy Garoppolo is the favorite at plus 400. Carson Wentz is the second favorite at plus 450. Wow. How about that?
3: With the Texans?
2: No, Buccaneers.
3: Buccaneers? Yeah. Uh. (laughs) How about that? They really sucked in. Bruce Arians will retire.
2: (laughs) He might retire before that. Yeah,
3: he would retire. You make him do that, he'd retire. Right. I'm too old. He'd be like, I'm too old for this shit. Uh
2: (laughs) Uh-huh. And then then they hired Doug P to be reunited with Carson Wentz. (laughs) There you go. Bro,
3: <laughs> it'd be a whole lot of ant asses and everything on in, in that uh, in Tampa Bay. Then,
2: <laughs> no kidding. Now, but Bill Barnwell at ESPN is saying that he would be the fit. Uh, would the Colts be willing to trade Wentz away after one season at the helm with no clear successor on the roster? Uh, Indianapolis GM Chris Ballard refused to commit to Wentz as his 2022 starter. And the bucks would also have to get creative to fit his deal on their salary cap. He has eighty two million coming to him over the next three years.
3: Are you kidding me, uh-huh? I can't even laugh, man. I mean, you know, he's having the last laugh.
2: Mm-hmm. Carson's
3: got the last laugh. He's gonna get paid. i you know he just he just burnt, he just soured me on him, man, because you know I mean, those first two years. He, you know, he played well. He was on a, he was he was ascending, right? I mean, he just turned me off on, you know, how he just, you know, picked his ball up and just left. I mean, that ain't cool to me. You know what I mean?
2: No, no. I mean, you I got agree.
3: you got teammates. You know, you just can't just leave like that. Yeah. You know, to me that's wrong, man.
2: Yeah, I agree. But that's interesting that you know they they'd love to see him go. In Indianapolis, like all these writers are writing they pieces are about it. Yeah, they
3: are pissed up there. You know what I'm saying? Right. How he's how sitting back like this?
2: Uh huh. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's sitting. Back Meanwhile, he's got DM. three first round picks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now the other thing that happened um since yesterday, we were talking about Jim Harbaugh going to Minnesota to interview on signing day, and we all thought that that was a sign that hey, this is all but done you know he's out at Michigan he's going to be the next head coach there was rumors about him assembling this this killer staff with uh Vic Fangio and Pep Hamilton and all this stuff ends up he's he interviews for over 9 hours up there and comes wow. back to Michigan yeah. now ESPN, NFL Network, they're all, you know, out there, you know, trying to do damage control for the league and for the Vikings, saying that there was no offer extended. Now, I don't know if there was or not, but John McMullen, who we love and I love, especially for his cynicism regarding all this stuff, uh, thinks that's all BS, that they're just trying to make it look good. Like, you know, we brought Jim Harbaugh in here, but we weren't necessarily it wasn't a fit. He seems to think that there was an offer or they were talking money and it wasn't enough. And now they're they're just trying to make it seem like, well, he wasn't flying up here with the idea that he already basically had the job and we were just going to work out a deal. He basically, you know, we wanted to see if he was right for our culture. You know, they now we're starting to hear about the word culture again and that this might've been calling Harbaugh might be a little rough around the edges, much like Mike Zimmer was. So you start hearing all this stuff, right? you know, and it's like, I don't know if I believe that. I really don't. I don't. I think he's not going to come cheap. He's making a ton of money at Michigan.
3: And he making like almost ten,
2: eight like, to nine million, yeah. I think, is what he's making. So, um, I, you know, I'm kind of leaning with McMullen here. What do you think? That's I mean, exactly you're going to interview for nine hours and you're not going to get an offer.
3: Well, that's not, all them going back and forth about you know the money aspect of it, yeah. And why would he want to leave Michigan? He just got to turn around up there, anyways.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know how permanent that is. He beat Ohio State for once, but right, I mean,
3: it's because he th- could just wait it out. I mean, you know, he, he could right
2: now, he could if he keeps winning, you know, he'll name his name and now be will be coming up next year whenever there's openings because it's like, well, he interviewed last year,
3: right? So, right. you know.
2: Uh, yeah, he absolutely. obviously still has his eyes on the on the NFL and I'd love to see him back in the league personally me too
3: me too yeah. me too he you know Harbaugh's a great coach Harbaugh is in a position right now where he now holds he he now has the the best hand in the deck because you know he can hold that over his his his, you know Michigan's hey I just got interviewed for a head coach right. job in the league. And he
2: took a pay cut like a year or so ago, right. I think, you know, because they were paying him a ton of money. He took the pay cut. Now he's beating Ohio State. And I, I guess they're probably going to have a great – another great recruiting class coming in, I would imagine. Um, you know, if he beats Michigan State and beats Ohio State again, yeah, he's going to be a number one candidate.
3: No question about that. You know? No question. So no. he can hold that over Michigan, and but he can also – his hand is now being dealt with the next job openings mm-hmm. for next year. Right. So that's very strategic by him, even though if he wasn't entertaining it, he now holds the cards. You know, he has the best hand of duck. You know, he, he's, 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 he's in the driver's seat right now because he can go through and keep doing what he's doing. But now he also can, uh, and, and especially right now because both of his coordinators are gone. His defensive coordinator and his office coordinator are gone. They took jobs somewhere else.
2: Well, I He's thought Gaddis was going to be the successor. A lot of people were thinking at Michigan if Harbaugh left.
3: Well, I thought he was going somewhere else.
2: No, that's the other guy who went to Baltimore. That's, right, de- that's right. That's right. The defensive right. Well, coordinator, coordinator left. Yeah, um, DC left. And they were all ta- also talking about Bill O'Brien being a possible candidate at Michigan. Right. Matt right. Rule's name even came up. Matt Rule's name comes up whenever there's a big college opening. <laughs> And I don't know if it's like the Carolina ownership putting it out there. Hey, you know, he'd be a great candidate. You know, like let's get him the hell out of you here. Say, you, say, <laughs> you say his bosses, you know, yeah. to <laughs> yeah. what's that reporter's name again? Send him right. a text that Matt Rule would be perfect up there.
3: Oh uh, man. See, that's why I mean. I don't like that's why I wouldn't coach. I just wouldn't coach. Even though the money would be awesome. But you know, two of, you know, two of my uh, two of my you know my, my my two guys I went to college with, one was my roommate and um, one I played with.
4: I'm mm-hmm. going through the
3: same process, you know the, you know they they just you know, running back coach down for the Miami um, Hurricanes. New coach comes down there. He's looking for a new job. He got he landed a new job. Actually, you know, one of those schools down there in Florida. But you know, just that un, uncertainty. Yeah. You know, it's just tough, man. You know it's
2: almost like you can't unpack your luggage. Right. You, right. Know, you just you keep a suitcase packed. You pick it up and leave it. It's just yeah. like being
3: in the NFL in all actuality. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing in their contracts are guaranteed. So whether you sit out a year or not, you'll still get paid for the existing um money from that contract. The coaches, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So
2: well, what do you know about this Kevin O'Connell guy who it looks like Minnesota is gonna hire? That's what everybody's saying. Nothing. I mean, Nothing. he was the offensive coordinator with the Rams for a short time. He's thirty six years old, very young. You know, another one of these uh, Sirianni types, huh? It
3: looks, looks just like you know the you know one one of those new upcoming coaches. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
3: one of the dudes. You know,
2: <laughs> he played in the league. I don't remember him. Yeah, he played. Um, he came out of San Diego State. And uh, played for. Looks like he was on a lot of practice squads. Like bounced around mm-hmm. the Patriots, the Lions, the Jets, Dolphins, and Chargers. And it looks like he was a he was a practice squad dude.
3: And those I told quarterback,
2: you, those, quarterback.
3: Those are the guys that those are the guys that you know end up being the best coaches because mm-hmm. all they do is sit back and learn and 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 see what's going on in front of them. Right. So that's why I said, you know, when you when you when those guys like me, like myself, you know, the last half of my career, I could sit back and I could see, you know, right. what I needed to do, you know, what works, what doesn't work, you know, what offense, you know, I mean, I have a playbook and I took I took a playbook from each one of my um, teams that I played with. I kept a playbook and I took the best plays from each team that I played with and I got some offensive plays that are out of this world. Mm. I can sell these plays, man, and get top dollar for them because I took a little bit off the, you know, um, air raid offense. I took some of a, some of the, um, the, you know, the Steelers and they're, you know, grounded and pounded uh, with the Eagles. I took the West Coast offense. I'm mean, out taking all that stuff and, and 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 made my own little playbook. Right. And You know, it's worth it's, it's worth his weight in gold. No question about it. You know, as far as run game stuff, passing stuff. I just took the protections. I don't mm-hmm. know the route combinations and stuff like right. that, but I do know um, like the plays in which you'd run these routes off of. Mm-hmm. I could put a, I could put a blocking scheme to a route that would work out perfectly for him. And I could, man, I, I could get top dollar for it because I took the best. Mm. I mean, the best of the best, you know, Howard Mudd, some Howard Mudd uh, from, from there's a coach named Mouse, You know, you know, Mouse Davis. Yep. I took a, piece from all of them man all, right. all of them you know and, and and made my own little offense
2: um let me ask you this though let's just say for the sake of argument uh a team called you and said they wanted you to come in and interview for a p- coaching position or whatever let, head coach whatever it is like you got for 24 48 hours to put together your presentation to whom whomever like are you immediately just going and looking at their roster And saying, okay, you know, this is what I would if I'm, you know, drawing up an offense or a defense or whatever it is for this team, that's is that where you start? You have to start that way. Or do you come in with your philosophies first and forget about their roster?
3: And and so you have to come in and look at the roster that you have. You know, I mean I've seen coaches, you know, you could take you could take four plays and run those four or five plays to perfection against any front, any defense you have. You can do Mm -hmm. that. But it depends on what level you're on. If you're in the NFL level, defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to stop that stuff. So yeah. after about two or three games,
2: they catch up. They yes. catch
3: up. Exactly. Right. So you have to you have to make sure you're highlighting the players you have. Like if I if I went into uh the playbook that I would go with the Eagles would be much different from the playbook I go in with the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. Would be different from the play I took to the Steelers, would be different from the playbook that I took to Kyler Murray down in Arizona, right? You know, you have to customize around the players that you have. I would not ground and pound it with a team that passes the ball all the time. You have a passing offensive line. It wouldn't make any sense. Those guys don't come off the ball. And I know you just putting their hand in the dirt and driving off the ball, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't go in with a team that passed the ball all the time and try to ground and pound it that it, you know, it'd be like, it'd be foreign to them and you know, they wouldn't be used to that physicality of coming off the ball. Right. So you just really have to customize who you have in front of you. I'm not going to go out there and run an option play, you know, uh, with 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 a quarterback that drop back passes. Like I'm right. not going to go to Atlanta and have that quarterback going out there and running the same offense that I would have Kyler Murray running.
2: Right. It'd yeah. be
3: ridiculous. You match. And I've it, seen guys do that.
2: You match it to your talent.
3: Yeah, I've seen yeah, guys what they like do well. Like, yeah, like uh, <laughs> like Chip Kelly. Right. He didn't care what he had. In, you
2: no, know, inside had in zone, system. outside zone.
3: <laughs> Here he has DeMar- um, DeMarco Murray, DeMar- whatever his name is, Murray. Right. Running. he's the trying to run him laterally. You don't yeah. run him laterally. You no. run him north and south.
2: That was ridiculous. Right. Um, it was ridiculous. Will Kelly says that your playbook would be called Adara. da. <laughs> No, ah, but ah. you would – I don't know about that, but you will have a play in there. Hey, let's run ah-da-da. Da. Right. right. Like that's a red zone play. It's a red zone call. Ah-da-da. Da. Sh- it'll be a shovel pass, you right. know. Like, like Mahomes, place. like Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah Mahomes, right? yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Run the tight end's coming in here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> ah, da, da. <laughs>
2: Out of dial three, ready. Right, <laughs> blue eighty. <laughs> Mahomes, is, Mahomes says blue eighty the entire game. Yeah. you ever notice that? Yep. Oh and you know, goodness.
3: just saying that—that's the difference between when you see quarterbacks these days, and because you see, Carl, I mean, uh, you see, um uh you know, Eli. I mean, not Eli, but Peyton. Peyton, like one forty-two. Uh, blue uh, rabbit, red rabbit, red. Uh, right. Cinco, cinco, cinco. He's Omaha. doing all these gyrations and all this stuff. And then and, and come to find out Jeff Sadd is that none of that meant anything.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just all, all those histrionics too- make make the defense think he's changing something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And
3: bam, they, all they see they click in that one word and bam, it's, it's, and they're going.
2: Right. I like he's, when he, when they look to the to the uh, wide receiver out the right and they go, Right. But like <laughs> <laughs> Brady. That's awesome. Yeah. You'd, you'd have another uh, play. The stream says, uh, let's run hate to do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> or Dr. Rick. That would be a yeah. call at the line. Dr. Rick.
3: Hey, get uh, Ready. Ain't no cousin. No. Fu- <laughs> right. Jackpot. Right. Jackpot. <laughs> You go to the rep and you go to the ref. Hey, those guys are leaning over there on the other side now. Uh-huh. Right,
4: Just right. Yeah, to the left. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. Oh man. Oh. Um, Sean Bradley on special teams. Right. <laughs> oh, good. Special teams coordinator. Yeah. All right. We got a final half hour. Uh we got some video to play. Uh some Washington football team fans. It looked like gathered by the stadium yesterday to uh, celebrate the new nickname. And we got a little video that we'll have some fun with. And we also have, since yesterday was signing day, uh, did you see Texas A&M, I think, got all the uh, accolades for having the number one class. I love how everybody evaluates the the class before they've even put a uniform on. But I guess that's what we do. But Jimbo Fisher was accused. His program was being accused of something. And he didn't like it. And we got some good audio from that. That and a whole lot more in the final half hour of the middle here on a Thursday.
5: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him.
6: Holy shit.
0: And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free?
6: That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
7: As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm. Find out why they say we got this.
8: field of life first trust bank is there for you because philadelphia dreams deserve a philadelphia bank
2: all right welcome back to the show final half hour of the middle and uh, uh, Zangara was referring to uh, two general managers in the league are African-American. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that it? Um, because uh, there's they, no more Ozzy. Who are they?
3: Minnesota and Miami.
2: Oh, that's right. Minnesota just got the guy from Cleveland. Yep. And he was the guy who had ties to Harbaugh back in San Francisco, I believe. Yep. Um, so that was the tie in here. So Minnesota and where and Miami. Oh, Miami. That's right. And he was ironically the guy that probably had to lower the boom on Flores per the owner. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Jesus. I hate to do it to you. I hate to do it to him. Oh yeah. I, I would have, I would definitely have a, a call. chun Lee would be one of my plays, (laughs) (laughs) right? We go chun Lee. (laughs) <laughs> Chun Li on two. Chun Li on two. Exactly. <laughs> I figured you'd like that one. Um, oh
3: man, that would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, now Stephen Ross, uh, the owner of the Dolphins. This is this is the interesting part of this thing. I I really would love to see an owner have to give up a team because he was tanking games. That would be awesome.
3: <laughs> That'd be all the chaos you would need.
2: Oh my God. Now of course, you know he's got a big team of attorneys and they put together a, a statement saying that uh, everything is false, malicious, and defamatory and promising to defend his personal integrity as well as that of the organization. I hope, for Flores's sake, that he's got either audio recordings or something. I don't know what else it could be unless unless somebody else was in the room, and can corroborate this if it's his word against the owners he's gonna lose
3: right you know what i mean
2: and this part of it i especially want him to win because i think if they could get this this would really help the other aspect of his lawsuit you know what i mean Yep. because the nfl i think would have to boot out Ross and what then they would probably lean to doing is putting together an ownership or allowing an ownership group of some minority guys to buy the team. And there you go. You got one, one chair at the table. Exactly. Kind of thing.
3: Right. That would, that would be, that would be something that they should
2: consider, but it won't happen. You don't think so? No, it won't happen. No. (laughs) John Uh -uh. Dickerson says, (laughs) And I thought about this too. If they investigate Ross, they'll find more Gruden email emails. <laughs> All right, look right now. Right, Gruden's r- 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 like this. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah here we go. Oh, damn it! Uh, but that—that's the thing, though. Like, how long did the NFL investigate the um, deflated balls thing? That took like months. Yes. Right. Yes. Here they are. They get this this bombshell dropped on them by Flores and a, a couple of attorneys. And they already issue a statement that uh, we deem these uh, charges are, are nothing. Like they've already investigated it and it's over. Right. Isn't that odd? It is. That's bullshit yeah. well, is they what it have, is.
3: You, you, there's not enough time. We're talking about something that happened over, over a two and a half year process. You said, you, oh, you just looked into it. No. He. And I'm going to tell you this also. Brian Flores would not be saying this if he didn't have
2: proof, I hope. concrete
3: proof, that this happened. I hope. I mean, he already had emails from from um, from Belichick. He's got I me mean, a uh, text is from Belichick. He has proof of this. He definitely has proof of this.
2: Well, I think he's going to need more than those those text messages, though. Mm. I mean, those are nice and they're they're great, especially because they include Belichick, and he he kind of looks well, like a dope. Well, I mean, that's but, I'm talking
3: about with, um, with 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 Miami and what happened in Miami.
2: Oh, as, as far as the being incentivized to tank games, yeah, lose games, yes. Oh, yeah, and the stream points out, and they're correct. The general manager in uh, Washington is African American, Martin Mayhew. That's right. That's it. he's he a former back. player. He used to be yeah. a defensive back for them. I think running back was he a running back? Yep. Oh
3: running back
2: yeah yeah i I remember him he played at florida state yep yep yeah
3: um where else uh i know the titans used to be but not anymore right
2: Uh, i'm not sure i really don't i really don't know um but let's (laughs) let's get this uh this up here as far as this Washington football team thing, I saw this last night, and I was just like, "Are you serious?" Like, there's a couple fans, and I can tell it looks like they're out there at FedEx Field, and five <laughs> fans. Yeah, it's like five fans, and this guy's kind of the ringleader of this thing. This is, this is laughable.
3: We are commanders. Bum, 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 bum. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Commanders football team. We've got a new slogan. Yeah, we took it off of farmers, but the fact of the matter is, we are
7: Commanders.
3: Boy, it gets better every time I tell you guys. Hey, like I always tell you guys, from are Captain. You rep it hard, but don't rep don't it, wrap it at all. all. This is way we Captain. And we are Commanders. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I love it, guys. Take care.
2: Wow, rep it hard or don't rep it at all, Barrett. Now you're the commercial guy. They uh, they ripped off the farmers insurance jingle. I hate
3: to do it to you.
2: Instead of "We are farmers," bum 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 bum. How weak is that?
3: That's the worst, man. That 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 was why why. Yeah,
2: and Ba three one six says this is worse than eagles, eagles, eagles all around. <laughs> I agree because at least that was somewhat like you know unique and you know new it wasn't he wasn't ripping something off that was the word. it's it, it, cuz that that that
3: totally trumps the EAGLES yeah right. yeah 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 that's the
2: best part is the background singers EAGLES yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> that was the worst this is by far the worst right here oh they no i hate to do it to them, man
2: now tone I goes bless to their hearts yeah. <laughs> <Was> that the- <laughs> tone that's like in, in southern knees that means you're an idiot <laughs> oh my god
3: oh my
6: goodness now wow,
2: rep, rep it hard was the devo song says 91 lsx <laughs> rep it good oh i couldn't the i couldn't word. i couldn't resist wow we are commanders <laughs>
3: I don't. Oh my God!
2: Commies. How did he
3: feel as though that was right?
2: I don't know, man. I don't
3: know. That was, I mean, come on, man.
2: <laughs> where is the Eagles? Eagles all around guy. We haven't seen him in a while. That's good. I That's think Aton retired that video.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad. It, it, it should have been lost. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been lost right back in, 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 in you know,
2: and put somewhere where you couldn't
3: find. Just buried somewhere just and
2: bury it. Yeah. Oh my god! The black
3: internet, you know what they call it? uh, What is it? um, The
2: dark web. Dark,
3: yeah, the dark web. Put it back in the dark web.
2: The black internet, I think, is something else.
3: Oh, that yeah, (laughs) that might be entertaining. Could be.
2: (laughs) Oh my! Oh god! Wow! Yeah, Yeah. there's
3: there there are three black general managers.
2: Oh, there's three. Okay, so Mayhew makes the third one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I don't know, man. There's not. There's no owners yet.
3: Well, no, no. Uh, I mean, I think um, the former owner of BET is trying to buy a franchise.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, don't they own the um, the Charlotte aren't weren't didn't they used to own the Charlotte basketball team?
3: I think they were majority um,
2: with Jordan. Yep. Was that that? Yeah. It wasn't his name. Johnson.
3: Yeah. Robert Johnson.
2: Robert Johnson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then I think he had a divorce and then his wife took it all. I think. I I think you're exactly right. It's always about the D I V O R C E, baby. Right. Oh, yeah. You're back in the game. Divorce. Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Let's get uh, the video of Jimbo Fisher. This was off of Paul Feinbaum's Instagram. And what was happening here is people were alleging, and I think even the, the, administrator at notre dame got involved with it it appeared on a uh, on a blog that texas a&m got all these recruits basically because they were willing to pay money through this NIL thing and that's how they got all these great recruits in other words they're going to go there to get paid and the the the, the reach you know, the, the roundabout way to, to make it legal was through the nil Right. And right. Jimbo Fisher, he ain't having it.
10: $1 million fund. There is no five million. There is no 10. This is garbage. Okay. And it does. It pisses me off that people, and here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. Mm-hmm. And everybody runs with it. So it's written on the internet as gospel. How irresponsible is that? And then to have. Wow.
2: Wait, what happened to it?
10: Clown hmm. acts all right irresponsible as hell multiple coaches in our league and the guy's griping about nil griping about transfer portal, using it the most and bragging about it the most that's the ironic part you want character i'll trust i'll take it with any of y'all it's a joke it does piss me off the other thing when you look at, at, at vice president i get another one vice president of notre dame supposed to be a rep for university right that's a heck of a person leading a rep for university Wow.
2: Is that it? Yeah, because he's claiming that the the guy at Notre Dame basically took what they were saying on Bro Bible as gospel.
3: Bro Bible and the dude's name is Slice Bread?
2: Slice Bread. Sounds like a rapper, doesn't it?
3: Right. (laughs) Oh, man, I hate to do it to you, man.
2: But at at the end there, we didn't get to see it. He's basically like saying, come at me. Right. He said, look, "Look,
3: my integrity, I, I know, I know. It's like this sometimes, man. You know, this, this, that opened up. I wish I had that when I was playing. Right. You know, I couldn't even take girls on dates half the time because I didn't have any money, bro. You know, my parents weren't right. sending me money. You know, so if I didn't get it myself, I just didn't have it. You know, I remember I had, um, they used to have on Tuesday. Tuesdays were, they were uh, 20 cent hamburgers at McDonald's. Not 20, cheeseburgers.
2: 20 cents.
3: Yeah. If you get a cheeseburger, it's going to cost you dollar fifty. But if you get 20 you get just a regular hamburgers, 20 cent hamburgers.
2: Well then go out and go grocery store and put that on.
3: That's exactly what we yeah. did. Yeah. That's exactly what we did. We go out and buy 50 burgers. Put them in the fridge mm-hmm. and have a have a uh what do you call it um and go to um Aldi's and buy the cheese. The cheese you take out the individual slices you got to peel yeah. off. Throw that cheese on there and then um throw it in the microwave. Not a microwave. We had a, we used the oven. Them in the oven, they taste better in the oven. You just gotta take the pickles off first. Take the right. pickles off first.
2: See now the individually sliced cheese, though, is the stuff with all the chemicals in it. You should have yeah. gone to the deli and just had them, you know, slice off some American that way.
3: All didn't have a deli.
2: Oh, they didn't? No. <laughs> Damn. My bad. All
3: this all this was bad. All this is upgraded now. Now all yes. this is is. It's one of the better um stores at least out here in Jersey.
2: That's ALDI, Aldi. Yeah. right. Yeah,
3: it's one of the better stores. But it used to be Aldi used to be the worst man. Aldi's had um, you know that that's when they'd have the, the, the cereal in bags. Mm-hmm. You know, so my mom used to buy the cereal. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't corn flakes or 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 you know it wasn't the GM stuff. Right, but it was like chocolate puffs. Right, they were in a bag. It was
2: the generic uh it kind was, of yeah, brand. Yeah, they were yeah, co- yeah. For Cocoa Puffs. Right, they were just they were and, puffs. Yeah. Yeah. Like you
3: put you put that, you know, usually if you have cocoa puffs and make your milk, chocolate milk, Mm -hmm. This the milk stayed white with these cocoa puffs. And it stayed crunchy. Not I'm not I'm stayed hard, not crunchy. It stayed hard Uh the entire time of water.
2: Oh, I I mean milk. Wow. You know, it
3: wasn't getting soft or anything. So you know, you just had to get what you had to get, man.
2: Uh, well, Fisher, you heard him mention the sliced bread. That's apparently a message board poster. Oh, okay. on Bro Bible, I guess, for claims that the Aggies paid thirty million dollars, or they had a fund of thirty million dollars at their disposal uh, for name, image, and likeness. Now, maybe they do. I don't know. It's I, but it's not against the rules anymore. No, so not. I don't know what the big deal is.
3: It's not. It it, it is what it is. They're just doing it better than everybody else until everybody else catches up. And they will eventually.
2: He blamed Notre Dame uh, administrator and fellow SEC coaches for spreading the rumors. And and one of those coaches apparently was Lane Kiffin. That's a shock. On Tuesday, Lane Kiffin quipped that, quote, Texas A&M was going to incur a luxury tax in how much they paid for their signing class. Oh, man. Touche. That's that's pretty cool. That. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh man. That's right. outrageous.
3: Well, like I said, man, you 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 play on Saturday, you win on Saturday. It puts, you know, butts in the seats in those college rooms. I mean those college uh uh classrooms on Monday. Yeah. These kids want to go to like Notre Dame. Right. They want to go to these places because they win football games there.
2: Well, that scene, I don't know. Up. Did you have, did you do a, you did a Manziel game? Was that in Texas AM?
3: Yes, it was.
2: That scene has to be crazy.
3: Great. It was, it's unbelievable, man. Cause you, you fly into, you fly into, um, Houston.
2: Right. When you get there, you know, you got all these kids, you know, you
3: got all the, uh, um, you know, the military, you know, you know, there at ROTC.
2: Right. I mean, it's just,
3: it's just a big, big time event, you know, and, and they're, those fans there are trained fans. Mm -hmm. they know when to scream when not to scream how to scream um they're going to do push-ups right they have
2: choreographed stuff yes yeah when when they yeah yeah yeah.
3: you know it's like they have a class before right they got you know they got you know people that you know they're they have they're in charge of certain things and certain things happen so yeah it's 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 definitely different it's different from any other universe i went to
2: wow that's pretty cool I would love to go do a game down there. See, just see a game down there. I don't know. I've done it all. Some man. of these places. You and I need to go. Like uh, go on a, like a college a tour. Uh, tour. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh
3: yeah. Now I think I'm gonna do a couple. Um, I'm gonna do a couple of um, spring football games. Man, you need to go with me when I do these spring. football Oh, the spring
2: games. games. What now? Well, they're gonna televise those, uh, like the cherry and white game or the blue yep. and white game at Penn State. Those are the yep. things you're doing.
3: Yep.
2: Wow. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so,
3: yeah I'm uh, I'm on it. I'm on it.
2: So well that's gonna be on ESPN Plus, probably. Yep. Yep. Love the Plus. I was watching the Plus last night, Barrett. what did you watch on the Plus? Temple Owls at ECU. How'd they do? They won. Another road win. Hey. Yeah, they won five of their last six. So well, you're the starting cause to of it that, right. Starting to you, turn it around. Starting to turn around. Yeah, me buying the plus, I think, is yep. the cause of it. I'm trying to you figure put in out a great one. position. What, what is there to watch tonight except for the golf, which is out on the West Coast? What do we got tonight? Is there Sixer anything uh, Sixers Sorry. lost last night to the Wizards. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was uh, – I didn't see any of the game, but I, I was watching – It Tempo. was close, though. It, it was. Close. They lost by like a point, I think. But yeah. I don't know. Bradley Beal might be in the market to be let go. I would love to have him. Sh- wouldn't you? I'll drive. Up, I'll drive it myself. Yeah, we'll go down to Washington, and pick him up. Yes. We'll rent a car. Like, what? What? What kind of vehicle would you rent to go pick him up?
3: We have to rent like a Cadillac Escalade because he couldn't be next to us. You know, he had to be way back in the back.
2: So he needs the the leg room.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, he needs to be away from us because we're you know we're uh, we're media people, so
2: oh, he, he wouldn't God. want to be next to us. We'd we'd need to have like that plexiglass screen right. or something go up. <laughs> Yeah, how dare would, you be
3: a media guy and talk to me?
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, I would. I would love that too, man. I would. Cuss now, him. And Embiid <laughs> played last night too. Oh, did he? Uh huh. Uh, he didn't. He didn't play the previous game. Um, obviously, he needs days off every once in a while. But I'm looking here. Tobias Harris had 18. Green had six and beat 27. He only got to the free throw line eight times. There's oh, a difference in the game. There. There's the yeah. difference in the game right there. Right there. Yep. Yep. You see
3: the uh, Spencer Rattler, former uh, Oklahoma.
2: Spencer Rattler. He's at South Carolina now, right? Yeah, man.
3: Yeah. yeah they're going to be competing.
2: Well, yeah, they lost Rattler to South Carolina, and then they lost the other kid. The freshman yep. is she now da- out at USC with the yep. uh, former coach.
3: So, so know, Venables
2: that, is going to have to start. He's going to have to get a quarterback.
3: But that's one thing about Venables; he's a great, great recruiter, great recruiter. In fact, I'm 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 kind of anxious to see does a uh, does a uh, Trot's son follow him.
2: Oh yeah, he that's went why to Clemson Trott went down there. Right, yeah. right.
3: So I'm interested to see if he he follows him.
2: I want to look at here this uh, the recruiting for. Uh, college football to see. Let me just give the whole rankings, class rankings. so you need the plus to even get the class rankings. That's behind yeah. the paywall, man. <laughs> Aggies are number one and Alabama two. Um, Georgia three. Boy, three SEC schools right out of the gate, followed by Ohio State. Texas, fifth. What? Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian. Pretty nice job.
3: They suck last year, too.
2: Penn State, sixth.
3: See, he's he's great at that, but you can't coach him, though.
2: Yeah, I know. On game day, he's not not all (laughs) that good. Uh, Notre Dame, seventh. So they lose Brian Kelly, and yet they get the seventh best recruiting class. Meanwhile, Brian Kelly's down there doing videos and dancing with his recruits. (laughs) Michigan, eighth. Oklahoma, ninth. North Carolina, 10th. Wow. How do they stay? Mac Brown. Right. He's making Mac Brown. He knows that he knows how to work the system that guy. (laughs) He's a veteran. You talk about a salty old dog. Yeah, look, look, yes. look at This one, Missouri, eleventh. Mizzou. Well, well
3: that's mean the, the, the SEC. That's the closest up north to SEC football, so kids gonna want to go there.
2: Yeah, but I'm. I don't think we've ever seen Missouri that high. No, we haven't. Stanford, twelfth. LSU, thirteenth. Oh, they're gonna suck again. Huh. Clemson, fourteenth. That's about as low as they've been in a while.
3: Well, did you see the season
2: they had? I, I, yeah. And that's exactly why I, I think
3: that uh, Clemson's going to go back down to being, you know, a, a regular Was it, ACC. Yeah. They're going to be a mid-of-the-pack type of ACC team now.
2: Kentucky 15th. I don't think they've ever been that high in football. Michigan State 16th. South Carolina 17th. Wow. That, that coach is doing one hell of a job, Shane Beamer. Where? Shane Beamer at South Carolina. Okay, yep. Beamer from Virginia Tech's son, Frank Beamer, or whatever his name was. Uh, Auburn was eighteenth, Miami nineteenth, and Florida State was twentieth.
3: All right, now where'd you say? Um, where'd you say Oregon is?
2: Oregon isn't even listed in the wow. top twenty. Yeah. Uh, let's see where they are. Arkansas, Tennessee, Ole Miss, Indiana, twenty fourth. Arizona twenty fifth. They were the worst team in college football last year, yeah. <laughs> arguably, and they get they end up at the twenty fifth uh, best class. Virginia Tech, Rutgers twenty seventh. What? Baylor, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State. So no Oregon in the top thirty according to ESPN.
3: Wow. And how does Oklahoma State not recruit well when they mean they they were a top twenty school? Yeah. Baylor is a top twenty school.
2: Vanderbilt. Fact, Vanderbilt 31st. What? Are they just allowing like anybody in there now? How did they, how the hell do you get thirty-first? Uh Florida, 32nd. Cincinnati, 33rd, Boston College, UCLA. Oregon 36th. There you go. With the Oregon is 36th. 30, under 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 US uh, UCLA. Under UCLA. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I hate to do it to you, Chip. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. Now this is just one website's opinion, but it's kind of interesting. Wow. Temple's probably like a hundred and fortieth. Uh USC fifty two. What? Even with Lincoln Riley there. What is this starting? This is this is that's, That's I'm, a bad I'm, list.
3: Yeah, I'm 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 starting to think now.
2: Yeah, I'm out on this list. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm going to act like the stream did to a Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. They're like this 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 uh, this mock stinks. <laughs> oh we oh we got Shaq talking to Ben uh, talking Ben Simmons. Where is this at? Oh this this like, Ben Simmons DM'd Shaq, apparently after Shaq ripped him on TNT the other night. We talked about that. Right, but apparently Ben Simmons got really upset and DM'd Shaq, and Shaq talked about it. And Xander has some audio, so let's play it. Let me hear that. Wait, maybe Xander's doing something else. And he, oh, here we go.
5: Last week on Inside the NBA, Shaquille went viral for talking about Ben Simmons.
11: Let me tell you why why I'm pissed off. Magic paved the way for Mike. They wasn't making no money. Mike paved the way for me to get all that bread I was getting. I paved the way for Garnett. Ben Simmons messing the money up. First of all, they already think we're spoiled. They already think we don't deserve it. You're making $40 million and the only reason why you're not playing is because your coach called you out. You're making us look bad. And I've been in this moment many times. They asked, they said, hey, you think you can win with Shaq in the fourth quarter? No, my coach just said he, he got to step up and knock him down. They all said that. I didn't go. Man, I got I already I got, I got thirty eight. I, I missed twelve free throws. Y'all trade me, get rid of me. Yeah, I can like a baby. So he kind of got in my DM and said some things, and I said What'd some things say? back.
5: What do he say? Um,
11: I don't. I, I can't about. do that. He said some things. No, I I can't do that.
5: So wait, Ben Simmons DM'd you after he heard yes. what you said last yeah. week? Yeah.
11: All I said is you leaving your man out there. You need to play. That's all I said. Okay. I and mean, he said some things, but I'm not going to elaborate what he said because that's not cool. He was mad. Mad at you. Yeah, he's probably mm-hmm. mad because I'm his LSU brother, and I am. Yes. I'm still his brother.
5: Oh, is that what he said? We supposed to be LSU brothers? Man, we supposed to be, to be brothers. You out here calling mm-hmm. me trash.
11: Michelle, I'm not going to tell you what he said, but <laughs> I probably understand why he mad.
5: So here's what we know. We know Ben Simmons, PM Shaq, after seeing him on TV. We know Ben Simmons was mad. We know Shaq came back and said, you're leaving your brother out there, you need to play. So I can deduce in within that, what Ben said to you was either, I'm not, it's not my fault and you don't know what you're talking about.
11: Yes, exactly like that. I realized this after I left LA. I don't believe I've been my whole career fighting for a useless title. Shaq, you the man. Shaq, this your team. But in reality, what the f- does all that mean? Don't mean right. nothing. Right. Don't mean nothing. I could have won eight, nine championships with with that man instead of we both arguing about who team it is. And I talked to them. I had to go speak to Philadelphia, and I told them, I said, don't fight over useless titles. Fight for each other. Because when it's all said and done, you don't want to be back saying to yourself, I wish I could (laughs) have.
2: Wow, that's some good stuff from Shaq. You're messing up the money.
3: That's what it is, man.
2: I love it. You can't I do that. It. You
3: can't mess the money up, man. You no. can't mess the money up,
2: man. No, you cannot. And we uh, don't do that
3: on the middle anymore.
2: No, sir. We don't we mess with do no money. No. Uh, but Xander also said that the Bears now have hired Ryan Poles as a general manager. He's he's a black dude. So we got four now, right? Four, four. four. And he says <laughs> Ryan Poles is quoted as saying, "We're going to take the north and never give it back." End wow. quote. Wow. I feel you. You better better be right. Oh, man. All right, dude. Uh, Tomorrow at 11, you good? Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Stay tuned for uh, Cilio today. Uh, And, of course, Birds 365 tomorrow.
5: Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink.
6: Holy shit.
0: And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free?
6: That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears.
7: As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Biancooli Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Biancooli Law Firm. Find out why they say, We got this. <laughs>